Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Here we are. Here we are. Doing a show. You Doing know, it's called show. a show, but it should really be called a tell. <laughs> because <laughs> not a true. lot of showing happening. Welcome to this broadcast. Yes. Episode. Were they, did they call them radio shows? I think so, yeah. On the radio? Yeah. Like before they had television? When they did dramas program. on the radio? Program. Yeah. Welcome to the program. That sounds weird. Yeah. Well, I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. And I just got a text from Stanley Steamer, sorry. Particular. That's very important. You should They're, take that. We'll uh, wait. Tough on dirt, gentle on carpet. Yeah, that's what I've heard. If you knew. I don't think that's what they do anymore, though. I mean, they're coming to my house to clean the carpet, so. so I'm sorry. I mean, that, I don't think that's their jingle anymore. Oh. Last I heard it was, Stanley Steamer gets your house cleaner. That's not, I don't like that one as much. I well, like... they do more than carpet, Bucket Snake. Gentle on carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now that we have, one, advertised for Stanley Steamer, and two... Wait, I have another question. Shown off our beautiful singing voices. Wait, I have a beginning question. What? <laughs> I have an initial question. Okay. Do you have a favorite jingle? Because I have one. What is it? <laughs> it's from this. When I was a kid, there was a local company that would, like, fix your basement uh-huh. if it was, like, leaky. Yeah. Like, seal it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are called Bee Dry. Yeah! I remember, remember Bee Dry. Mm-hmm. Better be Bee Dry before the rain comes down. Bee Dry before it hits the ground. Bee Dry. Better be Bee Dry. <laughs> wow. I don't think I have a favorite. The one that gets stuck in my head most often is the one for the goldfish crackers. Tasty oh, yeah. Tasty snack that smiles back until you bite their heads off. Oh. It's just kind of intense. I don't. I didn't know there was a second part to that. Yeah. Did you know they're made with real cheese, even though they look like fishies? The snack that smiles back. Goldfish. It was a whole thing. Because I, I only remember... The snack that smiles back, goldfish. Yeah, no, they've added to it in uh, recent years. Um, huh. Do you remember, did you watch very much Full House? Mm-mm. There was a, a, an ongoing plot that Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey mm-hmm. wrote jingles. Oh. That was their job for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Charlie Sheen's job on Two and a Half Men, too. Interesting. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. That show is so bad. It is. My favorite commercials from when I was a kid mm-hmm. were the basf commercials i don't remember this and they were just like a chemical company and they had this very like this lady with i don't know why they bothered to advertise because it was like who who needs to know about your average joe is not gonna be like i should call them because it's not even clear what they do but it was just this like lady with a very calming voice and she'd be like we don't make the blue jeans you buy we make them bluer we don't make the coolest just like all these oh, things and then weird. their tagline was at basf we don't make a lot of the products you buy we make a lot of the products you buy better oh. you're just like okay 
So what do I need to know about you? Yeah, for? it was yeah. very straight. They're they're just like all these things, you know, the jet Can skis I and the, bring you a product and you make it better. Right? It was, <laughs> it was super weird. It was like, I mean, I you know, if you needed that sort of service serve it you would already know it didn't seem like yeah. a thing that you could just call yeah like the c- average consumer doesn't need right this information so it's very strange but i i just remember watching them and liking them because they're yeah. very soothing but i still don't know exactly what their point was i think it takes a lot of skill to write a catchy jingle mm-hmm. yeah yeah unlike the dudes at that one local car dealership oh no rod hatfield where they take popular songs <laughs> and then change them to yeah. be about buying cars and i'm going to well, I won't say on the air in case something happens. And then they're like, Neva <laughs> said she was going to burn it down. And then they burned it down. I'd be like, I, was, I wasn't there. It wasn't me. I guarantee you I was at work. It wasn't a real thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Anyway. Welcome to the program. Yes, the program. We have a catchy theme song. We do. Thanks it's really good. Yeah. It gets stuck in my head. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's the show about? What's it called? This show. This program. This tell. <laughs> is called replay rewind here we are talking about movies that we haven't seen since we were kids Mm -hmm. we're gonna try and remember what happened in the movies and we're gonna be wrong Mm -hmm. but we're gonna go watch it then we'll come back and tell you what really happened yeah and also give you some fun information exactly about how the movie was made yep how much money it made yep all the things that roger ebert said about it that were wrong yeah all the fun facts trivia yeah yeah all right, so I have a question for you. I'm ready. If you had to go undercover, mm. like in Miss Congeniality, right. what do you think, imagine yourself as a detective, Okay. what do you think you could do well other than being a hairdresser? Right. Like- Blend in. Yeah. So be like, I could be a passable, mm. or maybe on the flip, <laughs> like in Miss Congeniality, you yeah. know, that's not what this episode is about. What do you think they would be like? Well, your your body is shaped like a lady, yeah. So you could go be in this pageant, and she's yeah. like, "I've I've I've never once owned a high heel." <laughs> <laughs> like, so what do you? Okay, what do you think would be the ideal undercover situation? And then what do you think would be just like your worst nightmare? Like, yeah. how do I blend in? Ah, huh. sitch. I think the ideal would be I I could definitely be like a roadie or something with mm. like. Mm-hmm. touring musicians yes do backstage stuff yeah that kind of thing i think i could get away with that pretty uh-huh. easily and like blend in yeah because i you, think you'd know what you were talking about yeah and nobody would really question mm-hmm. me being there except that you know i am shaped like a lady people would be like <laughs> are you sure that you know how to plug that in oh who whose girlfriend are you in the band <laughs> i can carry that <laughs> carrying five amps at once just to prove that you can god i've done that so many times and then i regret it later because i'm like i I can't do this but i don't want to yeah (laughs) shouldn't i used to do that all the time at work where i would pick up just 50 pound sacks of flour and throw them over my shoulder and somebody'd be like get a cart and i'm like i can carry it it's like that doesn't mean (laughs) that you should (laughs) right and then you wake up the next day you're like Like, no it's Um, fine i think the job the undercover thing that someone may like look at me and ass- assign me wrongly. Yeah. <laughs> incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. I think I could be cast on a reality show. Yeah. I because th- I think that I could fit that like looks wise you definitely like, be like what an babe. interesting person and yeah. then you're just like well, I'm going to go read. Right? Like I have some crocheting. Do you want to see pictures of my frogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They'd be like, oh, this bitch is boring. Do you want me to tell you all about the brave little toaster? <laughs> They'd be like, she's not started one fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the corner like, yeah. Who drank all the oat milk? <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by oat milk. Just the concept of oat milk. <laughs> what about you? What could you convincingly do oh, undercover? Hmm. Other than, yeah, be- being in a bakery. I mean, you're good at stuff. I'm good at things. Yeah. Stuff and things. I worked at a florist once, so I could probably... I think you could do dog stuff, get, too. Yeah. Yeah. Be a dog trainer. I think I could be a fake dog trainer. Yeah. Pretty, even though my dog is bad. That's just because she's stupid. My other dog's really good, so... <laughs> yeah. I think... I just, if you don't have a brain, how do you train? Exactly. <laughs> what is No there? brain can't train. The, uh... The one dog is not ind- indicative of my brain. Yeah dog training skills yeah so i think i could fake it in the dog training world yeah for a little while just yeah. to get in like or dog grooming or something like that hmm what would what, what would, would i be thrown into though really bad at <laughs> i i think people look at me and assume for some reason that i can draw uh, and i'm like i mean sometimes you can. yeah like it's a fluke but they're just like you seem artsy and i'm like right just because i decorate cakes does not mean i can just like yeah i can draw things i'm looking at yeah i was gonna say you're really good at like imitating things and you have nice handwriting thank you yeah but i wouldn't say that you were like make me this watercolor painting yeah (laughs) like uh (laughs) do you have an example (laughs) is there a bob ross video i could follow along with perhaps yeah so maybe that that's funny yeah so we're talking about being undercover today because this week we are discussing we are covering we are undercovering <laughs> kindergarten cop yeah <laughs> which i've never seen so yeah hulk hogan is in it no he's not no <laughs> it's arnold schwarzenegger yes. sorry we were talking about doing goofy ass movies like that and yeah. i got i got this one confused with what was it mr mom mr nanny mr mom i don't know i haven't seen that one yeah but i have seen this one a lot and i actually still have it on vhs so hell yeah yeah you've yeah, never seen yeah. it no Nope. That's exciting. <laughs> I've seen very few Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. Okay. I've seen well, all the Terminators and then like the one where he's a clone, which oh. I can never remember the name of. Um. Yeah, me neither. Well, based on the title in mm-hmm. the question. Yes. <laughs> go ahead and guess. I'm going to guess that he is a cop. Uh-huh. But then he has to go work at a kindergarten. Yes. Probably as a teacher. Uh-huh. Wouldn't be as funny if he were like the janitor. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably has to teach a bunch of kindergartners, and I imagine that they just climb all over him, both literally and figuratively, uh-huh. because kindergartners are hard to control. They are. And you can't really apply your cop knowledge no. to teaching kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Though he do. <laughs> yeah, you can try, Yeah, but it's not gonna. They're lawless beasts. They are. Chaos monsters. They do. They do whatever they want. Their little brains work so weird. So what do you think the conflict is? Why is he undercover? Oh, that's a very good question. I think that somebody in the class is being threatened because their parents are very important. Mm. That's a good guess. So he's like, I got to figure out why (laughs) or I got to keep him safe. Yeah. And this is, I can't, we can't just post up a cop in the class because that'll be obvious. Yeah. So yeah. So they're either being like, yeah, that's my guess. Nice. All right. You want to know what happens? Yeah. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a, a partner. I don't think that they're... I feel like they're like FBI or something. They're not just like beat cops. Right. And his partner 
is a woman, and she's supposed to be the one who does the teaching, mm. but she gets the flu, oh, like, no. the first day of the assignment. Yeah. Um, And it's just for, like, a substitute thing for a while or something. Like, yeah. the, the teacher breaks her leg or something. I don't know. Wait, that's School of Rock. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of movies with this trope. But she gets sick, so he has to do it. And... The reason is, one of the kids in class, his dad is a bad guy. Mm. I can't remember what he does. Yeah. He's, like, part of the mob. He's some sort of organized crime somebody. Okay. So, he is trying to get closer to him by figuring out which kid is his. Oh. I can't remember why. It's like, they know that this guy's kid is in this class, but, but they, they don't, don't know which, which kid it is, and then he figures that out, and then he, like, gets close to the kid's mom. Yeah. And they, like, have a thing. And then so a lot of hilarity ensues. So sure. there's a scene where like he's asking all the kids what their parents do because uh-huh. he's trying to yeah, figure which out which one it of is. He's like, oh, my dad shoots a bunch of people. Oh, that one maybe. And there's a little boy whose mom is a gynecologist, mm-hmm. and he's he's just like, boys have penises and girls have vaginas. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> and then there's these two little girls. They're twins, I think, and they say. Mom says dad's a sex machine. It's <laughs> like really awkward yeah. things that happen. Yeah. Um, he does lose control of the class mm-hmm. because he's he doesn't, you know, know how to handle kids. So right. he gets mad and starts yelling. And then like while they're all in the middle of all having fun, they just stop and just everyone starts crying. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And then he has to deal with this that. big scary man. Yeah. But he does like throughout the movie, you know, learn to bond with them. He gets them to like like follow order like i think he uses like a whistle i don't know he's like yeah. doing very like cop-like behaviors with them right. and they get very like orderly um the dad his name is like I feel like he has one of those names that is like always a bad guy it's like damien or something mm, mm-hmm. you know i don't remember he has a weird name i can't remember the kid's name either um but oh his last name is Cr- i feel like it's crispin crisp i don't know i'm gonna be very wrong about that <laughs> But he has, like, long hair that he wears, like, in a low ponytail, and he's always wearing a suit. And, like, the dad? Yeah. Okay. Who is the bad guy. Yeah. And he just reminds me of Tommy Wiseau. Okay. In the room. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, his suit is too big, and mm-hmm. he just looks greasy and sweaty all the time. Yes. I um, can definitely picture that. Yeah. And the culmination of the movie is, like, he sets the library of the school on fire. Arnold so Schwarzenegger he... does, or the dad? The dad. Okay. Yeah, sets the library on fire so that in the confusion he can, like, kidnap his son. Oh. And that's, like, the big, like, climax of the movie. So the kid doesn't live with his dad? No, he just lives with his mom. Okay, gotcha. And they're, like, I think they're trying to hide from him. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Which would make sense why they couldn't just go through the roster and be like, oh, the last name is that kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they may have, like, changed their names. Yeah witness protection that also would make sense yeah i feel like you could just go well, which one is it right <laughs> albert yeah it's right there yeah I which one remember, of you is like, albert? how they know that they're there like how they know enough to know that they're there but like which class also but not don't which know kid. which kid it is yeah interesting okay but yeah it, i mean it's funny like yeah there's he, at one point is like says something about having a headache arnold schwarzenegger does mm-hmm. and the one of the kids is like i think you have a tumor Oh and that's yeah, where it's not a tumor. Yes, comes from this movie. That okay, that's the only thing I know about this movie. Yeah, 
My friend did that to my dad once because she played the trombone in school. Mm. And my dad was like, don't forget your tuba. And she goes, it's not a tuba. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's funny. And it's, you know, classic tropes. Sure. Very 90s, I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay. But Arnold Schwarzenegger. I imagine it's set in, like, Southern California. It just feels very... It's warm. Like the, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just easier to do because you're like, that's where the studio is. <laughs> Why right. would we set it somewhere else? I'm sure there are other... Now I'm trying to remember other parts of the movie and it's just last action hero in my mm. brain. I'm sure they, there are other places that the movie is set besides just the school, but I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. Just right now. Yes, let's go. do it. While we are watching that, you should go get... I don't know, some graham crackers or some fruit gummy. What do kindergartners eat? Goldfish crackers. Oh, yeah. A big glass of oat milk. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, oat milk. <laughs> Get you some milk and cookies. Yes. And go check out our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. We'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. Okay, bye. <laughs>
You know the difference between me and you, though. <sighs> this is not Men in Black. <laughs> All right, so the IMDb says, A tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may hold the key to putting him behind bars. She might. Bet she doesn't. <laughs> Bet she don't. Nope. All right, we start in the ominous mall. Hello, welcome to the Ominous Mall. We got Pack Sinister. We got Scare Apostle. We got the Hot Topics, just a regular Hot Topic. This yeah. is the most ominous store in the mall. <laughs> Pretty ominous. It's full of teens. I would say Hollister is the most ominous store it's if you've true. ever been in there because it's so dark. It's so dark and smelly. It like, do smell. I mean, good smelly. Like, it's cologne. It's not yeah. like, oh, a raccoon crawled in here and died. Although you would be loath to find it. That's true. Be like, something died in here, but... I just imagined a dead raccoon in a tiny Hollister polo. <laughs> you mean three of them? Oh, yes. All of their the collars popped. So anyway, movie starts in the mall with some ominous music playing. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess, is trying to be sneaky while following someone i guess he sticks out like a sore fucking thumb he's, he's wearing sunglasses inside yeah and a huge trench coat yeah he is on the second level while yeah, the no person he's see. following is on the first level no one can see when you're above them i mean people can't look up no <laughs> he has like scruffy facial hair yeah tiny sunglasses yeah clipped onto his little pince-nez yeah He's following a ponytailed man wearing an oversized suit who is smoking inside. Yeah, do you remember when you could do that? I mean, like you could just smoke inside? Yeah, sort I, of. Just when you walked into a restaurant and the hostess was like, smoking or non? Yeah, like, even if you do smoke, can you not just wait until you're done eating? Well, you didn't used to have to. You just smoke mid-meal? You just sit there with your cigarette. Aren't I you get. busy? You don't have to go outside in the rain. I guess. Anyway, there he is, walking around, smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Arnold starts to lose his tail, so he pushes his way through the crowd. Yeah, because he's upstairs. What if he... Yeah, the upstairs doesn't... That's not... Was, it... was he just going to jump over the balcony and be like, there he goes! Like, you got to <laughs> find some stairs at some point. It's lucky that he started to lose him near the escalator. Anyway, so he starts... Yeah, he starts following him. I don't know why he's having a hard time keeping up with him, because Ponytail is hitting on every lady that he comes across. Yeah. He's not in a hurry. He's just like, what up, baby? And then it cuts to, like, behind the scenes, like the hallways between all of the... Yeah. ...stores, and we see a couple arguing about money. Mm-hmm. As Ponytail goes into the hallways very suspiciously. Yeah, looking he, around. He, like... <laughs> checks to make sure that he has his gun before he goes back and you're yeah. like okay buddy you are not at all suspicious Arnold follows yep he's running down the hallway and his, his trench coat flapping and his big old titties bouncing <laughs> it's great it's a good scene but he can't find him no he lost him well it's it's a maze back there a lot going on so we figure out that ponytail man's name is Mr. Crisp mm -hmm. and the couple are hiding in the back of the mall to meet with him Yes. It seems so strange to meet secretly in a public location. Yeah. Like, meet secretly or meet in a public location. Right. What? He's like, meet me at the mall, but, like, where in the employees-only section of the mall. And you're like, but why? Yeah. It's just such a weird place to meet up. It is a very weird place. The guy who's there makes his girlfriend hide in this giant box. Yeah. He's like, I was supposed to come alone. I told him I was coming alone, so hide in this box. Don't say anything. And then... Mr. Crisp is talking to him. We find, we find out that this guy, 
who's very sweaty. And skinny. Skinny sweaty. He's like, has been looking for Mr. Crisp's family, specifically his wife and son. And he's like, I'll tell you where they are, but you gotta give me a thousand dollars. Because the story goes that she ran off with three million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to go get $3 million from her, then he should be able to spare some money. That's the argument that the couple was having. She's like, look, he's going to go get a whole bunch of money, so you should ask for some money before you give him the info. That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'll tell you, but you have to give me $1,000. Yeah. Well, I'll take seven fifty. That's close enough. <laughs> when you have none. He gets nervous. You know. Mr. Crisp says, don't worry, I'll take care of you. So the dude's like, cool, good enough for me, and tells him they're in Astoria, Oregon. Yes. And he's like, cool, thanks. And then murders him. Which, how did you not see that coming? Like, yeah, there's no reason that you couldn't have met at the TCBY in the food court of the mall unless he was going to kill you. Yeah, why did it have to be in a secret place if you're just going to be like, hey, they're in Oregon. Yeah, give me money for it. Okay, sounds good. Like, it's not like they were, they didn't pass anything between them except for information. Yeah. It could have been done anywhere, but he's like, sure, I'll meet you where no one can see. Me. Oh, shot. What a bummer. So at this point, we learn that the man's name is Danny yep. because his girlfriend starts yelling it. Yep. Oh my god, Danny! She's like, "Wake up, Danny!" Shaking him. Yeah, yeah that's he not helpful. That's um, not. Arnold hears the yelling and mm-hmm. runs in and says, "Where did he go?" Yeah. And was she, it crisp? Yeah. And she's, she's like, like I, don't I don't fucking know. know. Yeah. This I was man is dead in a box. <laughs> so he handcuffs her to the dead body. Uh huh. Tells her not to move. Yeah, and she's like heard what she's she's gonna drag this body through the mall like of course she's not going anywhere she cannot so then we cut to a salon Mm -hmm. where a woman is being very rude to her stylist incredibly i hate what you've done i hate the way it looks i hate the way it feels maybe go somewhere else bitch damn her hair isn't even finished it's still like all in clips i don't know she don't know anyway crisp comes in and we learn that this is his mom makes sense and they start discussing finding the wife and kid so she's in on it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we learn that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's name is Kimball. How do we learn that? Because he barges into the salon with a gun. Yep. <laughs> and Crisp is like, Kimball! <laughs> Damn it! Not again, Kimball. When are you going to leave me alone? Yeah. He says. Yep. All the mall security shows up and is like, put down the gun, buddy! And he's like, I'm a fucking cop. Do you no, see my says, badge? I'm a cop, you idiot! <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot! <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, we'll just fucking see about that. Calling on the phone, calling the whatever. Mr. Crisp says, you can't arrest me. I just started a manicure. And I don't know where in the Miranda rights it says, you have the right to finish an in-process manicure. You have the right to be taken to jail with French tips. Like, it's not a thing. You can't be like, oh, I'm so so sorry. Mid-manicure? I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Please, sit. I will will wait. You continue. Who gives a shit? So then we're at the police station. A lady detective is interviewing Danny's girlfriend, and she ain't having none of it. Nope. She offers to make her dinner. I know. She's like, I'll buy you dinner. Hell, I'll make you dinner. (laughs) Just tell me what I need to know. Yeah. She's like, no, you can't keep me here. I'm leaving. And she does. I need to know who dressed Phoebe, the lady detective, in this scene. Because the rest of the movie, she's dressed very reasonably, and it's fine. But this scene, for some reason, she's just like overly dressed and has on a huge flower brooch and i'm just like what is happening yeah maybe she was somewhere else at the florist before (laughs) police station yeah they just called her in she's in the middle of something and they were like get it here talk to this girl she's like okay well cindy runs off and that's when phoebe and kimball are introduced by the captain Mm -hmm. and then we cut to out of nowhere yep 
It was nighttime. Yep. Outside. Are they in LA? I think so. They're definitely in California somewhere. They just keep saying California. Oh, yeah. Which, the city that I looked it up, like, geographically, mm-hmm. the city that they end up in, or the town, I guess, is at the topmost, the northernmost point of Oregon, almost in Washington. Oh, okay. But they keep being like, oh, California, that's far away. And it's like, well, not Well, if they're really. in LA, because I did also read, if, they're, if they are in LA, yeah. uh, it is a thousand miles. Right. If they're in LA, that's far away. Yeah. If they're in, like... Yeah, the northern part of California. Right. I guess they're implying that they're in LA, though. Yeah. Because of all the big city stuff that's about to happen. Yeah. It's just weird that they keep saying California as though it's, like, a very small space. Right. So There's a lot of room. It's a big state. So Kimball pulls up to a curb, mm-hmm. gets out, Yep. sees a man punch a woman, so he punches the man. Fair, fair enough. Turns around to some punks standing on the street. Yep. And says... Well, he pulls out a big gun first. Yeah. Like a big sawed-off shotgun. It's... That's not police issue. No, it's huge. And it... <laughs> wearing his trench coat, tiny glasses, sawed-off shotgun, no police badge in sight. No. And he doesn't say, Does I'm, not a, identify... I'm a police officer. He says, my name is John Kimball and I really like my car. Yeah, because they're like eyeballing it. And he's just like, they're like, who the fuck are you, man? And he's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm John Kimball and I really love my car. And the guy's like, I'm just here to look out for it. I'll keep an eye on it for you while you're gone. And then he turns Sir? to leave, and that guy's like, good thing he left, it would kick his ass. You're right. <laughs> All his friends are very impressed and believe him, I'm sure. Yeah. So he goes in the upstairs of a, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I personally like a... have never done drugs downtown with a bunch of strangers on yeah. what used to be the backseat of a minivan, so I don't know yeah. where they are. But it's just like a bunch of... Fences. He just goes down an alley, up a back stairway, through a bunch of, like, indoor chain link fences. Yeah. And it's just a hangout, I guess. I guess. It does seem very 90s. Yes. And then he just starts shooting at people. Yeah. All of them. They can't just... No. Do that. I don't think they teach you that in the academy. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. True. But he's found Cindy. Great. Well, then it was all worth it. Yeah. And everyone is so sweaty. Yeah. In this room. It's hot. Like, I mean, I guess everyone's doing drugs, but Kimball is wearing a fucking trench coat still. It looks warm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he sits down on the backseat of the minivan mm-hmm. chair, tells Cindy that he's going to hang out with her till the end of time. Yep. She's like, don't you have anything better to do? And he's like, no. No. I don't. I don't have anywhere to be. I'm just going to be right here on this couch with you forever. forever. She's like, down to the police station, you say? Yeah. So she agrees to help because he just threatened to stalk her for the rest of her life. Yeah, not at all creepy. So back to the police station where they do a lineup Mm -hmm. and she picks out old crispy hair. There he is. That's him. Officers, number five. Did she ever actually see him? She was in a box. I don't think that she did. I don't think she did either. Unless she like already knew who he was. Yeah. Just because, I mean, the boyfriend seemed associated with him. Yeah, but she says he wasn't my boyfriend. I barely knew him. I mean, she may have just been lying, but... That's true, but it... it But yeah, I don't know that she saw him. No. She definitely didn't see him get shot by him. No, because she was hiding. Yeah. Purpose, like, she was trying not to, like, scream out and alert him to her location. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I don't get it. But the judge sends Crisp to jail till the trial. Good. And his mom hugs him as he's leaving, and he's like, you know what to do. Yeah. She says, I'm your mother. Of course I do. Or I'm your mother, aren't I? Something like that. Or it's just like, okay. So then we're in an interview. Mm -hmm. Kimball is yelling at Crisp. Yep. And we learn that he's a big time drug dealer. And 
his wife, stole $3 million from him before she ran off with their son. And I don't remember what prompts it, but he's talking about, oh, he says, you know, I have a witness this time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that Cindy girl, she won't tell you. She's not going to tell you anything. Well, he says, um, no jury's going to believe a junkie. Right. Yeah. And Kimball says, what about your wife? Remember her? (laughs) Which is like, who? Nope. Done our. But- through this interaction, we learn that Kimball has been chasing Crisp for years. Mm-hmm. And Crisp says he knows all about Kimball, that Kimball wouldn't have a life without him. Yeah, he knows where he lives. He knows that he just eats takeout. Yep. Doesn't and do shit. that he lives alone, because his wife left him as well. And then Crisp says, my old lady left because of the money. Your old lady left because she couldn't stand the sight of you. Rude. What is his accent? I... Bad guy. Bad <laughs> He has a bad guy accent. It's just like sometimes he sounds sort of Southern. Yeah. And then sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's very strange. He has a weird face too. But yeah, he does. So then Phoebe and Kimball are getting to know each other. And Phoebe's eating like a sandwich from a vending machine. It looks like it's just two slices of bread. Pretty much. (laughs) And Kimball's like, I've never seen someone so small eat so much. And she says, well, I'm hypoglycemic. I have to eat all the time or I go pretty nuts. And I was like... Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know somebody like that. Yeah. Yep. It's real. So Phoebe's like, you know, where are you from? And he says, I'm from Austria. And he says, my whole family are a bunch of cops. Mm-hmm. And I have no hobbies. Yeah. He says, my father was a cop. My mother was a cop's wife. Which is like, yes. Y- yeah, dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> that just one, one way to say that my parents are still together. <laughs> could have figured that one out on my own. Yeah. Could have made his mom a cop. That would have been cooler. Right. But no. So the police captain tells them that they have to go to Portland to offer immunity to Crisp's ex-wife in exchange for her testimony against him. That seems rude. Like, she could testify whether or not she gave up the money. He's still a criminal. Yeah. I don't know why they care through the rest of the movie, too, that she took any money from him. Yeah. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, he got the money illegally. Who cares? Yeah. And they were married, so I mean, she's. I feel like she's allowed to... Yeah. Take their money. Marital assets. If she wants. Right. And it, for them to be like, you have to tell us about the money in order for us to protect you? Yeah, I what don't get that at all. No, I don't either. But we'll also talk about it. Also doesn't seem like police procedure. No. But Kimball says, I work alone. No. Classic. Classic. The captain even goes, <laughs> he works alone. <laughs> yeah, today you're working with her. Yeah. Which I like. He calls her O'Hallahan. He's like, listen, no offense to O'Hallahan back there, but I work alone. He's like, no, okay. So the plan that we learn is she's going to go be a substitute teacher at this school that Mm -hmm. Crisp's son is at because she was a teacher before she went to police academy. Yep. And she says, it's O'Hara, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually much nicer about it. Yeah, I know. I really like her. I do too. She's a really good character. Yes. She's very interesting. So they're on the airplane doing some background on the wife. Mm -hmm. There are... Some annoying children behind them, which I just feel like it's very obvious that oh. he's going to get angry at them. Yeah, I would too. Anybody yeah. would. Yeah, I mean, just... O'Hara's like, let it go. Just ignore them. But they are full on kicking his seat. Yeah, and he's a big man. So yeah. for the seat, to, like, they kick so hard that the seat moves. Yeah. It's like, okay. And they're like That's driving their car. Also, who puts just their three children in an aisle on a plane by themselves and then is like, we're going to go sit over here. That's your fucking problem. Uh, The McAllister's? Well, they have like eight. Ch- you can't, it can't be helped. You can't sit with all your children. Maybe they have more children Maybe than we have. There's a crossover. <laughs> McAllisters are on the same plane. Yeah. <laughs> he is so sweaty right now. He's always sweaty. I know, but like in. He just, just worked out, probably. I guess so, yeah. 
it would make sense if she were sweaty, given what's about to happen. Yeah. But she's not. Not till later. But he is. Yeah. Very sweaty. So anyway, we learn that the wife's parents are dead. She has no family other than her son. Yeah. And they have pictures of them, but the pictures of Rachel are... Like, it's just like a profile like photo. It's, yeah, they're like from my yearbook, I think. Yeah. Where she's like a cheerleader. So they're like pretty old. Then they have one picture of like baby Cullen Jr. Yeah. In his little like car seat. So clearly it is not going to be easy to find these people right away because we don't know what they look like. Exactly. Then the flight attendant comes and is like, do you guys want breakfast? And Kimball says yes. And Phoebe says no. And he's like, wow, that's a first. Which is, I, we saw her eating one time. Yeah, I don't know how much they've been around each other since then, though. That's true. So then, inevitably, he threatens the kids behind him. Yeah, he turns around and looks <laughs> that kid dead in the eye and is like, if you don't quit kicking me, this is what I'll do, and just snaps a pencil in half with his one hand. And yeah. the kid's like, okay. Well, that at least fixes that problem. So Phoebe and Kimball are going to have to pretend to be married, mm-hmm. trying to figure out their backstory. Yeah, he's not putting in any effort. She's like, how long have we been married? And he's like, I don't know, for a long time. That way people aren't weir- weirded out when we don't talk to each other. He's just, like, not... He doesn't want anything to do with this Yeah, he's not into the plan. But then, extremely suddenly, she does not feel very good. Yeah. She's like, get the fuck out of my way. She tells him to move his tree trunks before she vomits all over him. (laughs) I think she says tree stumps. Yeah. And she runs off to the bathroom. And then the flight attendant says, is your wife okay, sir? He says, compared to what? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Thank you. So then we're driving down the road. She is... At first, she's sitting in the front seat. She's going through all the things that she ate recently, trying to figure out what it was that made her sick. Yeah. She's like, it could have been the this. It maybe was this. It definitely wasn't the crab cakes, which I'm like, of that list, it probably was the crab cakes, yeah. lady. Like, I'm just saying. But there's yeah, this seafood really- seafood is always iffy. Yeah. There's this really cute, delightful song playing that's just like, while she's like throwing up in various locations. They're driving and she's like, oh my God, pull over right now. And he like takes her to a gas station. Which she's being, I would just puke on the side of the road, but she runs into the gas station. You can hear her from outside yelling at the attendant to give her the key. Oh, She comes running back out with a key on a hubcap. (laughs) She like goes into the bathroom, throws the key out into the parking lot, and then she's like in there (laughs) throwing up. And then they're driving down the road and he just like pulls over off on the side of the road and she's throwing up. And he's like, hey, do you need help? She's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I got it. And then later, she's leaning over a guardrail, and he's, like, holding an umbrella over her, and then just picks her up with one arm and carries her back to the car. It's just very cute. He's being, like, very helpful and sweet, which is fun to watch, but also kind of ruins this, like, super tough guy, I work alone thing that he was trying to pull off. Because he's, like, immediately is just like, hey, are you okay? Hey, can I do anything for you? Yeah. Helping her out. So, it's cute. I think he is begrudgingly a very sweet guy. I think so, yeah. He, like, he's like, no, I'm tough. Yeah, but he's not. I threaten people with sawed-off shotguns. Right. (laughs) And carry sick women. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then they're driving still some more, and it's late at night, and she's laying down in the backseat. She's like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine tomorrow. Like, I just need some rest. And she explains that she stopped teaching. probably some fluids at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully a hospital. (laughs) She's fine. She's Mm. just very sweaty. Yeah. So she explains that she stopped teaching because other people's kids were driving her insane. And mm. she was worried that if she got burnout taking care of other people's kids, she wouldn't want to have her own children. That's fair. Yeah. And Arnold Kimball from the front seat takes Arnold. this time to be like, I have a son. 
He's 13. He lives with his mom and his stepdad. And before O'Hara can say anything, the duffel bag that she has been laying on and using as a pillow starts wiggling and a ferret just climbs out of it. Yeah, of course. And she screams and he's like, are you okay? And she goes, what is that? He says, oh, excuse me. I forgot to tell you. This is my ferret. And it's just like, it just didn't come up. You guys have been in the car for hours. And on a plane. Light when you started. It's dark now. Yeah. yeah. You were on a plane with this fucking duffel bag. Not once has he mentioned that there's a living ferret in this bag. And then he just goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> I also love that he doesn't, like, it doesn't have a name. It's no. just like, this is my ferret. Yeah. He goes, this is my ferret. And then he says, don't worry, it won't bite you. And you're like, okay. And then they don't talk about it ever again because we just smash cut to a motel. Yep. And then he carries her inside, her her little limp body. (laughs) fucking cursing in German the whole way. And uh, presumably the ferret, too. He carries the ferret inside. I guess. Yeah, I guess he took their bags in first and then came back for her. But it's if you were at that motel and you look out, I mean, it doesn't look good. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Very suspicious. So anyway. We go to the next morning, where O'Hara has made a full recovery, and she's getting dressed and getting ready for her first day as a substitute. No, she is laying in bed, mostly dead. Yeah, she's not doing very well. She's like, I just need a minute. I'll be good. I just need one minute. She's not. No. In any shape to go anywhere. Not gonna make it, but she rolls over Mm -hmm. and sees that Kimball has shaved his face, Mm -hmm. put on a blazer, Mm -hmm. got his pants pulled up real high. Yeah. Looking ready. For kindergarten yeah she's like oh god and i don't know if she's impressed <laughs> everybody in this Worried? movie is like fawning over john kimball yeah and i don't get it i just don't yeah. find arnold schwarzenegger attractive. i don't either yeah i don't get it i think it's just because he's like he was like the big guy big man i guess big he's in not, shape man he's six two he's not like freakishly yeah. tall right but he's just buff i don't know he was looking kind of cute with the scruff and the trench coat like yeah if the terminator is your thing sure he's like it was better when he's scruffy but now that he's like clean shaven i'm just like no no i'm out but he says how do i look and she says take off the gun yeah (laughs) he forgot he had a gun stares at him for like 10 seconds yeah and then she says take off the gun but she's got two of them under his armpits in his little holster yeah but she's like kids are a bunch of bastards Mm mm-hmm which Okay. A former teacher, I guess. Better that she's a cop now. Yeah. She's like, they're going to eat you alive. And he's like, it'll be fine. They're just children. How bad can it be? She says, What's on second thought. What's the worst that could happen? Maybe you should take the gun. Which, like, for what, Phoebe? <laughs> Threatening six-year-olds? <laughs> Get them in line. Yes. And then we see Astoria Elementary. Yeah. And we see John Kimball sitting in the principal's office. And he overhears a teacher talking to a child about how even though a girl poisoned his hamsters, he's not allowed to punch her. I think you should be allowed to punch someone who poisoned your hamsters. I think so, too. That, I mean, if there is ever a reason to punch someone, it's because they poisoned your animal. Yeah. Absolutely. But she is immediately taken with Kimball. Yeah. Again, she just looks over at him and they just share this look and it's like, oh. I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh Uh-uh. Whatever. It's because he's the only man in the building. I guess. She hasn't seen a man in a while. (laughs) That's true. So the secretary tells Kimball that Principal Schlowski? Yeah, Principal (laughs) Schlowski. Can see him now. (laughs) Yeah, but then Principal Schlowski 
just walks out of her office. Yeah, so it's not so like that he's... introduction was unnecessary. Yeah. But she's upset because she's like, I was expecting a Mrs. O'Hara or a Miss O'Hara. Right. Who are you? Yeah. He says, well, there's been a change of plans. And she explains that she had to replace a teacher with 25 years of teaching experience. Like, where did that teacher go? I hope she got like a new job or like some severance pay or something. They were just like, you're out. Bye. Yeah. Hopefully they just moved her to a different classroom. Well, then why is she so upset? I, I don't just, know. I don't know. Because it's... she was good with the kids? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But so... And it's clearly the middle of the year. She knows that he's a cop. Yeah, she knows this... that he's undercover. Yeah, they've talked about this. They had a whole plan. Yeah. So, anyway, she says, I assume you have some teaching experience. And he's like, they wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Which, yeah, they would have. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. But it's, it's a non-answer that sort of gets him out of... Not... He didn't say yes. Right. But he kind of did. Yeah. Really, what he should have done to really cover his ass was say, would they have sent me otherwise? Turn it around. Because he's kind of said, like, they wouldn't have sent me if I didn't have teaching experience, but they did send him, and he does not have teaching experience. But they didn't send him. They sent... So he lied. O'Hara. Yeah, but still. So they didn't send him, because he doesn't have teaching experience. He just put himself in the situation. That's true. He had to. He's (laughs) improvising. Yeah. So she takes him to the classroom. Yeah. And we see that the kids are just hanging out in there unsupervised. Yeah, they're just running around, screaming, touching stuff. Yeah. It's insane. So she's like, all right, you stand here. I'm going to go in there and talk to him. And they all seem to like her. Or at yeah. the very least, respect her. Yeah, they listen. Because they're like, hello, Mrs. Hello, Principal Schlowski. Yeah. And she's, they ask her a bunch of questions because she's like, your teacher had to leave. And this one kid is like, did she die? No, lol. He's like, no, lol. She, he, she had to go visit someone. Lowell's like, did that person die? <laughs> Lowell, fuck off, dude. Why are you being so weird? And during all this, we see Kimball in the hallway just like... <sighs> yeah, he is stressed. Yeah, they're trying just, to calm down. They're just kids, dude. You haven't even started. No reason to get all sweaty. So she introduces him, and he walks into the room. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he uses his real name. No, he's bad at being undercover. Yeah, because, like, Chris knows him yeah they know each other that's true and chris knows that he's in astoria i guess they're hoping that they'll find them before he gets out of jail because they're like we have a witness yeah so hopefully we'll be done with all of this before. that's the hope but it's like he could still send people yeah you know he still has connections yeah yeah he's just like i'm john (laughs) kimball what the fuck this is dumb it's not undercover it's not anyway the kids are in awe of how large this man is. That's because fair. they're all small, and so is their principal. I know, and they're all sitting down, and they look up, and they're like, holy shit, that dude is bigger than the doorframe. He's not. The principal says, they're all yours. I'll be watching you. Yeah, she does not. Not stoked. Him. No. But things are going okay at first. He's being pretty nice. He's like, hello, class. I'm your teacher. I'm very happy to be here with you all, which I think is really cute. And then he sits on the piano, and they all laugh at him. Yeah. But there's a piano in their classroom. Like, this classroom is tight. It's so cool. It's got a little loft area. It looks like it has, like, a little... I know it has a sink, which I think my, like, kindergarten classroom had its own sink and stuff like that. Yeah, probably should. It looks like... I mean, at one point, they're, like, playing with flowers, so I don't know if it has, like, a little... Kitchen area? Yeah. It's a huge room. It's huge, and it just seems super well-equipped, and yeah. I like this school. They're doing great. Yeah, So he's immediately just trying to figure out yeah. which kid he needs to find yep. so he's like okay everybody raise your hand if you were born in astoria yeah and they and, all raise their hands yeah and then he says okay if you weren't born in astoria raise your hand and then they all raise their hands it's like hmm. 
Okay. Not working. Yugi. And then a little girl, whose name is Emma, needs to go to the bathroom. She is so cute. She is the cutest kid in this whole movie. Yes. She's in Beethoven. Yes. Actually, the little boy is also very cute. Little boy with the bowl cup. Yes. Those are my two favorite children in this class. I don't think that this girl is acting. She is not. I think this is just... No, her. <laughs> we learn about her later. I, I mean, I can tell you right now, there's a note from the director who is like, Emma marches to the beat of her own drum. And so if she wanted to stand, you let her stand. Yeah. If she wanted to sit down, you let her sit down. He's like, she did whatever she wanted in this movie. She and did she was my favorite. So well. Yes. So he's like, okay, go to the bathroom then. Yeah. And then <laughs> the yeah, little that's boy. that's when little Joseph stands up. <laughs> with his little bowl cut. He's so small. Stands up. Even later, when they're all wearing, like, fake top hats, even with his hat on, he's still shorter than everyone else. His hat is big as he is. He's so tiny and so sweet. I love him so much. But he stands up and he says, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Mm -hmm. He says, thanks for the tip. (laughs) But he can't. So little Emma is wearing overalls. Mm -hmm. She can't get them undone. Yeah. And then he can't either. I know. So he, like, runs down the hall. Yeah. And he, again, rather than being mean to her or being like figure it out or it's your problem or whatever yeah he's like okay i'm gonna go get some help you stay right here he's just like very like patient with her and like you know he's like i don't know he's just so sweet he can't even pretend to not be i know like super sweet in this movie and i love it but so he runs across the hallway and gets the purple dress teacher that we saw earlier in the principal's office and he's like knocking on a door he's like "Come come here come here and help me He's talking to her for a little bit, and then Emma comes out and is like, Mr. Kimball, I gotta go real bad. And just, like, grabs her little crotch and is just, like, curled <laughs> up. Like, oh. So, purple dress it. teacher is like, is this your first day? And he's like, yes, oh my god, please help me. And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll take her, don't worry. But you should probably get back to your classroom because, quote, kindergarten is like the ocean. You should never turn your back on it. And he's like, it's fine. Like, everything's fine. fine. Everything's under control. Things are not fine. <laughs> He goes back Not and fine. the kids are crazy. They are crazy. They're painting the chalkboard. It's a taste that way the rest of the movie it too. <laughs> <laughs> they are playing with flour. They're playing yeah. with water. They're chasing each other around. One little boy is looking up all of the girls' skirts with a doll. Yeah. Which is weird. And he's like, Silver monsters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no. Oh God. And the principal and her secretary are watching through the window, Mm -hmm. and the secretary's like, aren't you going to step in? And she's like, no, two more days of this and he'll quit. Right. Which, then you won't have a teacher. I guess you can get your teacher back, but don't they care that, like, one of the kids is in danger? I guess she's not worried about it. I guess not. So rather than trying to talk to all the kids, he just stands in the middle of the classroom and just yells, shut up, shut up, (laughs) shut up! (laughs) And they immediately all start crying. And he's like, no, don't start he's that. Like, no, 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 no. So he runs outside and he yells for a second and then just sprints to his car, which I was like, oh, he quit. He can't hack it. Yeah. But, but no, no. It's even weirder. He's going to get his ferret, who I guess was just chilling in the backseat of his car the whole time. I guess Hopefully he just takes it, it everywhere. Like, hot. Yeah. <sighs> and he brings it back inside. Where the kids are actually being fine when he gets back. They're sitting. Some of them are just like sitting in a little circle playing patty cake. Others are like coloring. They're just like being super chill. So, I mean, really all he had to do was be like, hey, kids, can we calm down for a second? But. But he brings in the ferret. Brings in the ferret. He says, this is your new class mascot. (laughs) One little kid's like, what happened to your dog? He He says, says, it's a ferret. Not a dog. It's a ferret. (laughs) So what's a ferret? (laughs) This. This is a ferret. (laughs) But. 
they're being really good about it because they're like well can we pet it and he's like absolutely but one at a time you know be gentle and they are and he's like okay cool now we're having fun and i guess they just sit and do that for the rest of the day because Mm -hmm. the next thing we see school's out yeah school's out for summer not really just for the day just for the day so a small child Mm -hmm. in a red jacket yeah he's the last one in the class he goes to leave but he sees kimball looking all worn out (laughs) he decides to go back and like give him a little pep talk yeah yeah go something like literally everyone i know is better at this job than you are it's like mrs hagley who was our teacher before is way better at this than you my t-ball coach is better than you t-ball co- my mom is a teacher at this school and she's better at this than you he's like a swim teacher thank you for being honest yes i appreciate your honesty do you happen to know anybody who's not better than me and he says I don't know that many people. He, like, thinks about it for a second. He's just like, no, no, that's it's all the people I know. Yep. I'm six. But he does help him clean up, which he is sweet. He picks up some chairs. And, yeah. Like, he's just like, anyway. He does have a, a little scratchy Corey Feldman voice. Yeah, a little raspy voice. It's yeah. so cute. And I feel like it's obvious that he is Crisp's son. Yeah, because he looks like him. I think that he does. Like, their eyes look the same. Oh, true. And, like, I know... That they're not, like, the actors aren't related, but I just think that they picked, like, a good kid to play the part. Yeah. But they also do a really good job of, like, which kid is it? You know? Yeah, There's, like, it could be any one of these. Mm -hmm. Like, because they focus on this one first, but then they focus on other kids later. So. Yeah. They do do a really good job, which I really like. So back at the motel, (laughs) Kimball collapses face first into the bed. Yep. (laughs) O'Hara is asleep under a copy of guns and ammo yep and walks into his room and she's like how did it go and he's just like they're terrible they're tiny little monsters she's like oh it went that well huh yeah so they you have to go in tomorrow talk about how shitty kids are for a second yeah Yeah. but then she says i can't go in it would blow our cover which would it yeah they're using their own names so right both were it's not a lot of cover Because when he got to the principal's office she was like i was expecting a miss o'hara right so they're oh. both using their own names, but yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have just called and been like, "Hey, Miss O'Hara is here now, and she can take over, and you can or just tell the kids that John when... Kimball went insane." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when they got there, just call and be like, "Don't move your other teacher yet, because oh yeah, Miss O'Hara's sick." Yeah, I guess and they... we'll have to start this operation in a few days. Maybe she had already like if she had taken up yeah assignment somewhere else or something like that like they could maybe... get a substitute though yeah they could have done a i know they have like things. some time constraints right but he is in jail at this point you know yes they don't know that he's gonna get out at this point right they think that they have him so yeah. they have time anyway yeah I mean, they're literally just setting up so that they can have more shenanigans arnie schwaz <laughs> shenanigans arnie schwaz shenanigans that's hard to say but uh it's just like it's dumb it would make more sense if she was like no i still don't feel well yeah you know or I, it might be contagious and i can't go anywhere you right. have to keep going but for her to be like it'll blow our cover is like no it would not no, no one is paying attention you barely have cover yeah <laughs> so the next day flimsy cover uh-huh a bunch of mothers are standing around outside the school i think it's the beginning of the school day mm-hmm. they've dropped their kids off they're standing around talking yeah. about how the new kindergarten teacher has to be gay. Yeah. Because he's a man teaching kindergarten. Yep. He's gotta be gay. But then he walks up. Yeah. And they see him. They're all just like, 
oh my god and the one woman is like i don't want him to see me like this yeah i'm not wearing makeup she's like none of us are wearing makeup she says you're married you're allowed to look like slobs which makes me really mad yeah there's so so many terrible things are happening anyway so then we're inside of the classroom and a lady wearing a coat that looks like a trash bag high gloss trash bag is talking to her kid sylvester and goes to talk to mr kimball and she says my name is julian i'm sylvester's mom she reminds me of um the fuck is the actress's name that plays samantha cole from liar liar pam what is it is it jennifer tilly jennifer tilly yeah i said pam tilly i don't know why (laughs) whoever um yeah she reminds me of just her character and the way that she has like the low raspy voice yeah Yeah. she's like super sexual immediately but the first thing she says is oh a male kindergarten teacher how unusual and i'm like shut up (laughs) you know why it's unusual because you keep making movies like this where you're like that's weird and then so dudes are like oh that's weird i shouldn't do it anyway right whatever exactly but it turns out so she's worried about sylvester because his dad isn't around yeah we haven't seen him in forever so of course john kimball's like oh is this possibly the person that i'm looking for right his dad lives in california Mm. (gasps) i'm worried about sylvester because he's been playing with dolls a lot and he seems to be obsessed with them and that's weird and i'm concerned and kimball's like yeah i saw him looking up their skirts yesterday yeah don't worry he's He's not gay he's just a fucking pervert and she's like oh thank god what a relief yeah this movie is so good but this scene made me really mad yeah for obvious reasons but i don't know i think six-year-olds are allowed to be curious about that type of thing without being a pervert yeah it's not his actions are not super like out of line yeah it's the fact that kimball says oh don't worry He's playing with dolls because he likes to look up girls' skirts. Right. Ha ha, how funny. Instead of like, I corrected him and told him not to do it. And she says, oh, thank God. I was worried he was playing with dolls because he's gay or something. Right. She doesn't say that, but I mean, that's what's implied. Yes. That is the implication. This child is fine. What he's doing is fine. Perfectly normal. Makes sense. I get it. It's the, these adults. Exactly. (laughs) Reaction that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, gay people are terrible. What do you want? How relieving. Yes. Well. <laughs> what we learn is that Sylvester's dad is not around because he ran off to be with another man. <gasps> bum bum bum. Tragic. So of course Kimball's like, oh well, this is not the Crisp family, right? Unless she's lying, but why would she do that? People don't lie. Also, another kid runs in while this is going on. Speaking of lying, yeah, and says, "Are you married, Mister Kimball? Are you married, Mister Kimball?" <laughs> he yells from across the room, and he's like no i'm not married <laughs> yeah then he goes running back out of the hallway and is like he's not married mom which this is the child of the lady earlier who was like you don't want to see them right but isn't phoebe supposed to be playing his fake wife yes that so was the plan does he say that he's not married cover immediately blown because he wasn't paying attention on the plane and he didn't care about their fake stupid backstory <sighs> and he forgot that he was supposed to be fake married to phoebe he's doing a terrible job of he's being undercover really bad at it and julianne calls astoria the single parent capital of the world which i mean okay is a weird flex yeah for sure do they measure that do they put it on the sign welcome to astoria but it does seem like most of the kids in the class it's true because it makes it harder to pick which one if they're all happily married except for one well then it's fucking that one right so it just kind of is like oh your work's cut out for you the ex mrs crisp could have gotten remarried yeah any of them could yeah so 
So then we see more difficult times that Kimball <laughs> is having with the children. There's one child who has opened everyone's lunch and is eating all of them. And he picks it up and he's like, oh, all of these your lunches? And he's like, no. And then he just fucking drops him on the ground. He's like, stop doing that. Stop that. He's like, okay. Okay. But then he says, we're going to play an extremely fun, wonderful new game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? <laughs> and the kids all thought, is your dad a firefighter? Yeah, You're really big. Guessing. Is he a wrestler? <laughs> what Kimball's dad does. He's like, no, who is no, your dad? No, your dad. And then we get all these kids explaining who their dads are and what they do. And yep. the answers are range from hilarious to what the fuck? Yeah. This one child says, my dad doesn't do anything since the crash. Yeah. <laughs> okay and like i said at the top there's uh the twins and they say uh-huh mom says our dad is a real sex machine yep lol says my dad moved to new york and drive a taxi and my mom hopes he dies real soon yeah fuck i think it's just i mean kids pick up on everything they're really just like repeating what they're they've overheard their parents say oh for sure you know no absolutely uh then we see emma who's the cutest kid ever yes in her little overalls because she's like my dad works on computers and he's the owner of the business and he has a mustache and a beard he doesn't have a lot of hair but he's his head is too big and he can't wear a hat (laughs) (laughs) like i that was not scripted there's no way because she's like just looking around everywhere and like licking all around her own mouth like little kids do and like playing yes. with her clothes while she's talking. Yeah. She's the most realistic. Oh, yeah. They everyone. definitely. I, f- I feel like for a couple of these, they were just like, truly, actually, what does your dad do? Yeah. And they were just like, like the kid with the psychologist who's he's like, my dad's a psychologist and he helps, helps people with people... hurt feelings who have lost their feelings. Yeah, who lost they're yeah lost their feelings or yeah. like, and that's all <laughs> they're all just like really cute it is very cute and then we get to the little boy in the red jacket who says my dad lives in france and i haven't seen him in a long long time mm-hmm. we're like hmm. Hmm. but then we see that there's a kid at the back of the class mm-hmm. who won't talk to anyone and all the kids are mean yeah because they're like he doesn't want anybody to talk to him because he's a poo-poo head and he's a poopy face and everybody says poopy head <laughs> that's mean so kimball tries to talk to him but he's just like no he's leave me alone and now it's time for a fire drill they do not do very well the fire alarm just sounds like a phone ringing it does it's like beep beep but kimball's like it's a fire drill ah, it's a fire drill starts yelling <laughs> it's not chill at all which i feel like police training would teach you how to handle a fire drill you would think no, it just teaches you how to wield a shot, sawed-off shotgun and wear tiny sunglasses. I guess. He's, he is not, he's neither protecting nor serving these kids, but he does pick a couple of them up. I know. And takes them out Everyone of the Everyone else, all the other classes are single file, mm-hmm. quiet, lined up, and all the kindergartners are screaming, and he's got yes. two of them under his arm, and he's like, ah! Holding one by a belt. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> fire drill! Like, oh my god, it's insane. But he and a purple dress teacher yeah. share a knowing look while the music is like... I know, because he's like, he's so handsome, but he's also like clearly way out of his element because the principal's like, the kindergarten class did terrible. You would have all died in the fire. You yeah. should be ashamed. And she's just looking at him like, oh, he has no idea what he's doing. What a himbo. Which is cute, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Right oh, before yeah. they leave, we see Zach is getting into his mom's car and... 
Kimball tries to go talk to her. Yeah. He's like, Mrs. Sullivan, Mrs. Sullivan. But she runs, she drives off before he she can zooms get to her. Away. So it's like, oh no, she doesn't want to talk to this new teacher. Intrigue. Yes. And then we see O'Hara is feeling better. Yep. But she's very hungry. She's hungry. That's how we know she's feeling better. Right. Kimball keeps trying to get her to talk about the case, but she's just like, there's a restaurant. There's a restaurant. Wonder what they have. Can I have like, that food? We need to go find a restaurant. Like just, and I'm like, sit this lady down in front of a plate of food, and then I guarantee you she will talk to you. Yes, or at least listen to you because she'll have she'll be preoccupied. She's like, does anybody in this town eat? Right. <laughs> so they get to a restaurant, and there we see little boy in this red jacket and mm-hmm. purple dress teacher lady. Yeah, and they're there together because they are mother and son. Exactly. How fun. So they you know run into them in the lobby and they're talking to each other mm-hmm. her name is joyce mm-hmm. kid's name is dominic yeah and she joyce asks who o'hara is yes and he kind of like stumbles kimball is like uh because he doesn't want to say that he's married right because now he remembers that he's supposed to be married right but he's got the hots for joyce in o'hara picks up on it immediately yes and is the best wingman ever yes recognizes the little looks that they have going on between them mm-hmm. and is like i'm his sister hello my name is ursula i'm here visiting from austria and it's like uh her accent is okay but the fact that she just like jumped in there and was like no no, no i got this i gotta yeah. screw our old backstory it's very cute and then joyce is like well do you want to come sit with us and kimball's like no because they have fucking work to do yes but <laughs> O'Hara's is like, like yeah absolutely we do come sit with you lead the way here we go yeah so then they all go sit together, and she is ordering, like, literally everything She on starts the menu. ordering before Joyce even has her jacket off. Oh, yeah. She's just like, uh, ribeye steak? Mashed potatoes? No. Actually. Let me start with the wings. They're not the little ones with, like, no meat on them, right? <laughs> the waitress no. is like, uh, it's actually, like, a huge serving for the whole group of people. She's, She's like, like, no, it's great. I'll take it. Party. Bring it on. <laughs> Very cute. I know. I love her. So Dominic falls asleep on two chairs, which I remember doing many times as a child. Yes. Just push two chairs together and go right to sleep. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about what they're doing in Astoria. Mm-hmm. Kimball's like, I'm trying to get some of these parents to open up to me and like, you know, talk to me about their kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just won't do it. And Joyce is like, well, you know, a lot of people came here to get away from something. For instance, why are you here? And he's just like, oh, there was an opening to be a kindergarten teacher here, so I took it. And she's like, yes, but why are you a kindergarten teacher? And in this moment, he does a really good job. He does. Of making up this whole backstory, which I love. Like, you just see O'Hara over there with her blueberry pie, and she's just listening to him like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds right. Yep. Doing great. But he says, you know, my dad was a teacher, and my mom was a Mm -hmm. teacher, and in Austria, we have this tradition where we follow in the footsteps of our parents, so I moved to America, and I became a teacher, and... Yeah, he's like, I taught in Arizona, Mm -hmm. I taught in Rhode Island, Yeah, but I'd always been teaching teenagers, and I felt like, you know, by the time I got to them, it was, like, too late. Yes. So maybe if I start younger, I'll be able to make more of an impact. I know. So so kindergarten was the way to go. And Joyce says, well, how long have you been teaching kindergarten? He says, two days. Yep. (laughs) So very cute. I know. He does a great job. And O'Hara's just watching them like, yeah, see what's happening. Oh, yeah. Matchmaking. I'm glad I brought us over here. Sure, we had something to talk about, but don't care. I mean, she wasn't going to talk anyway. She's too busy eating. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So dinner is over now. And O'Hara's like, yeah, dude. She is into you. Uh-huh. And Kimball's like, listen, I gotta do my job. That's not what I'm here for. I'm just trying to get close to her to find out if she's the one we're looking for. Yeah. And it's not fair because technically I'm doing your job. You're the one who should be cleaning up paint spills and reading bedtime stories and doing all this dumb shit that I gotta do. 
she's like yeah it is your job and you're stuck with it so why don't you just deal with it and then he's just like <sighs> kids are walking all over me and it's hard <laughs> yeah he like sits down yeah and she's like who's walking all over you and he's like the kids right it's <laughs> like oh you can't hack it she's like listen no fear you just you gotta change your tactic if you're having a hard time stop treating them like kids and start treating them like cadets i guess yeah he's like okay all right no fear all right let's do this so the next day he applies his new tactic he says you kids are soft you lack discipline mm-hmm. no more potty breaks your mom's not going to be here to wipe your tushy there is no bathroom <laughs> we're gonna turn the mush into muscles yes nate are listening yeah he's so like, i got this whistle yeah he has a whistle and he says okay i'm gonna blow the whistle once go get a toy come back mm-hmm. he does it they go get a, a toy come back except for emma <laughs> yes she's wandering around and she says i'm not a policeman i'm a princess and he's like no you're a policeman she goes no I'm, no i'm a princess it's so cute he's but like I'm... go sit down she goes uh all right <laughs> <laughs> It's very cute. I love her. I need a whole hour of just, like, Emma doing shit. I know. So, it works. Yes. He tries some other stuff. Yes. Campbell's like, yeah, this is working. Yay. Yeah. You're very good deputies. Your sheriff is proud of you. I know. This was just like, Because he's positively reinforcing them and just, I mean, for yeah. him to be like, I'm very, very proud of you. And they're all like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. It's so cute. It's working. Killing me. So police school has begun. <laughs> it surely has. There's just this huge montage of them doing all this physical activity and him helping them. He's like on a seesaw with them. They're yeah. running through like tires on the ground. They're climbing up ropes in the gym. They're doing jumping jacks. The whole montage is so It is really adorable. Cute. And Schlowski is like looking through the windows. She's like, okay. All right, I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, however, he has not taught them anything. Not yet. They're just running around. I think it is a good tactic, though, because, you know, that's why they're hard to get to listen, because they've got so much energy. Yeah. And I mean, that's why when I hear about, like, using taking away recess as a punishment for oh kids, it's no. like, you're just punishing yourself. Yeah, that's the worst like, option. let them run it all out and mm. then try to talk to them. Yes. It's so cute. Yeah, there's this, <laughs> he's sitting in his, like, he's in a little chair with his little ukulele singing bingo with a giant straw hat on and, and a like, little bandana emma's standing next to him dancing yep. which again you know that like she was probably supposed to be sitting with the rest right. of them she's like she's nope, just like standing I'm over dancing. there next to the big man and they were like whatever dude B- go for it n-g-o killed me super cute so then he's handing everyone little cartons of milk with a straw uh-huh and he's like drink your milk it will make you grow up big and strong yeah because i guess this movie is sponsored by big dairy <laughs> <laughs> yes So Dominic brings him a book to read, Mm -hmm. and he's like, if you read us this book right now, everyone will fall asleep. Yeah, I like that he's like a little classroom wingman. He's like, you're doing great. Keep it up. Here's this book that we all love. a little okay symbol. Yep. Very cute. But then Kimball's like, oh man, I remember this book. I used to read it to my son when he was a boy. Yeah. And then they all have a discussion about what it means to be divorced. Yeah. And Dominic says, it's when a daddy doesn't want to see his little boy anymore. Which is very sad. sad. But Kimball's like, no, that's not true. I want to see my little boy all the time. You know, it's not that I don't want to see him. Yeah. But he's like, anyway, all right. Go sit down. It's just, (laughs) let's not talk about it. It's nap time. I'm going to read you this story. Too emotional. Yeah. So they all lay down. He starts reading. And the ferret is just like in the background, just like, just going ham. Yeah, having a great time. I got some snacks on the ferret in the classroom. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then they all fall asleep. Yeah. 
And so he goes and does some desk work, which I don't know. I guess he's just recording everyone's push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How many ounces of milk everybody drinks? Their stats. <laughs> yeah, and then he looks out the window and Crisp, like, slides Rollers, into frame. Roller skates. Yeah. It's just, like, smooth. He's got, like, heelys on. Yeah. He just, like, whoop. Yep. And then shoots him. But it was because it was a dream. Yeah. And he wakes up and he's like, oh, God. Because so Joyce has come in to yes. say hello. Yes. Hello. And he has a little milk mustache. I know. Because he's poured his carton of milk into a glass. Yeah, because he's a man. He doesn't drink with a straw. Yeah. Please. But she is there to whisperingly ask him out to dinner at her house tomorrow. It's very cute. And he's like, yeah. And they are standing very close to each other. Mm-hmm. They make eye contact. Lots for a it. long time. Yeah. She touches his face. She's like, oh, you got a little mustache. Mm. Which I was like, yeah, he's a... He's like, oh, it's probably the milk. <laughs> yeah, what else would it be, buddy? <laughs> I hope so. I thought she meant like a real mustache, which oh. I was like, he's a man. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's getting close to five o'clock. There's a shadow. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So, back to the hotel. Motel, sorry. Motel, hotel, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. There's a car parked outside of their room yeah a uh, suspicious new car it's a bit weird parked like a jackass mm-hmm. so kimball walks in and for a second i was like he's just gonna walk in there but he's got a gun attached to the back of the dresser by the front door so yeah. he grabs it kicks the door in to o'hara's room where she's mid-bone with this dude yep and she's like oh no 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 no! it's just my fiance this is my fiance he came to visit me he drove like three hours to come see me isn't that nice of him she brought he brought me this plate of spaghetti like, yeah She's so chill. I love her. She's not at all, like, worried. No. But she's just sitting there she's naked. She's just naked with a plate of spaghetti. Eating pasta in bed. Yeah. And she's like, I love you so much. Are you still here, John Kimball? You can leave. It's fine. Anyway, take the spaghetti because I'm going to bone this dude. And yeah. he's just like, okay, sorry to have, uh... It's an entirely unnecessary scene. I guess they kind of wanted a little bit of tension of like, oh no, has someone found them and broken yeah. into their hotel room? But, but it's, it's just not more suspenseful enough of Phoebe eating to be worried. Yeah, it just, it's just cute. establishes this Hen- Henry, is his name Henry? Yeah. This Henry man who is a chef and they're cute together and it's yeah. just like, okay, all right, moving on. I don't understand the implication that he drove there to see her. They must not live in the same city because it took them so long to get there. Yeah. There's no way that he could have, like, come in during the day and then is going back for work that night if they live in the same place. Does he say he has to work later? Yeah. He's like, I have to go. I have to work tonight. And that's when she says, he's a chef. He's a great chef. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Where does he live? Right? Because <laughs> they got on a plane and then drove forever. Yeah. So. That's very strange. Yeah. I did not think about that. Hmm. Anyway, the next day, Kimball has finally gotten to talk to Zach's mom. Yep. Yeah, and she immediately is like, I know what this is about, because he, she really doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah, but he, like, corners her. Yeah. She's like, I know this is about the bruises on Zach's legs. Mm-hmm. But my husband is starting counseling, everything's fine, and he won't do it again. And Kimball's like, oh, is he beating you too? And she's just like, please just don't say anything, because I don't want anybody to get involved. And it's fine, he's going to counseling, everything's fine. She was like, I could understand if he wasn't getting help, but he is, so. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He's like, if it happens again, I'm pressing charges. And then he goes over and just, like, pats Zach's head knowingly. I know. That's very sweet. It is. And then we see Cindy. Buying some drugs. Yep. From this dude. Mm, who then immediately goes and talks to Chris's mom. Uh-huh. Calls her like, an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Who are like, you, old lady? All right, I made the deal. Yeah. Who are you? She's like, don't worry about it. Here's your money that she holds like it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It might just be. 
So, back at the motel, O'Hara is like a terrible detective, <laughs> at least at this part. She's done yeah. not a lot of work. She went and bought wine and flowers for Kimball's date with yeah. Joyce. Which is sweet. But she also is like, oh, it took me all day, but I found out that Zach Sullivan and his mom are not related to Chris. But he's like, yeah, I know that. It took me five minutes to figure that out just because I talked to Mrs. Sullivan. Thanks for your help. What are you doing in this room all day? Buy flowers and wine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And eat pasta. And anything else that comes within a 10-foot radius of hers. (laughs) Truly. So he goes to Joyce's house. It is huge. It's a really nice house, which I think is supposed to lead you to believe that, you know, she stole that $3 million, so Mm -hmm. she got a real nice house. Yeah. But then we immediately find out that's not her house. It's her friend's house. Oh. Tight. I wish I had friends like that. Right. I mean, you can stay in my house, but it's not mine. (laughs) It's also not this big. (laughs) And you live there. Not that I don't want to. Right. Why don't I have friends with giant houses? That they don't need. That they don't need. That I can just go stay at. Absolutely. But it's, you know, it's a nice house. Yeah. She asks him if he'll build a fire Mm -hmm. while she finishes dinner. So Dominic's like, yeah, I'll help. Yes. And they go outside to get some wood, but Dominic leads him to a secret hiding spot in the backyard. Yeah. And he says it's full of lasers to yeah. protect him and his mom from the bad people. Yeah. And Kimball's like, what does that mean? He's like, no, don't worry about it. Also, you see that giant tower downtown? I'm going to put lasers on that. Yeah. And then we'll be extra protected. We'll be super safe, but I have to do it at night so that nobody sees me do it. Exactly. And then they're in the kitchen and Kimball's like, I'll be right there. And he goes and snoops around their house. Mm-hmm. And Which, then Dominic finds him. Yeah. He's yeah, like, I don't know doing? what he thought he was going to find. It was like a picture of them with Crisp, I guess. Yeah, what he thought he was going to find or like, unless he said, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, they're immediately going to be like, where did he go? Yeah. He was right here. He says, I'll be right there. But that's like, he's clearly just wandering around their house. Yes. How's he going to explain that? He's a terrible detective. Anyway. It's true. But Dominic- yeah, so Dominic sees him and <laughs> Kimball says, I'm so lost. Help this me house find is the so dining big. room. Yeah, so Dom was like, follow me, silly. Right. Which is cute. So after dinner, Kimball and Joyce are talking, mm-hmm. and he says that he's lucky that his wife married a nice man and that he's really good with his son and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's just baiting her to get some information. Yeah. He asks Joyce about her husband, and she's like, oh, he lives in France, while darting her eyes around suspiciously. <laughs> yes. He lives in uh, uh France. France. France? Is that the one? Is that what I said earlier? What did Dominic tell you? Did he say France? France. That's France. where he lives. Joyce says Dominic doesn't even remember his dad, but Kimball's like, well, he does remember like having to leave in the middle of the night, and he mm. says he's got some lasers set up to protect you from bad people. And... Yep. So he clearly remembers more than you might think. Yeah, she looks upset by that, which is fair, because yeah. I'm sure it's traumatic, and she hoped that he didn't remember. Right. It'd be a lot easier. But she's like, all right, the truth is that his dad is terrible and I didn't know and I made a mistake when I was young. Mm-hmm. His dad tried to kidnap him and now we're here hiding from him. Mm-hmm. And Kimball's like, well, it's a good thing he's all the way in France then. Yeah, she's like, he doesn't live in France. He lives in not France. She doesn't say California. She's like, he just, he doesn't live in France is what yeah. she says. But she's like, nobody knows this. He doesn't know where we are now and we're just trying to stay away from him. So please don't tell anybody. And he says, you can trust me. Right. So back at school the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are practicing for their play so cute they're all wearing these scruffy little lincoln beards it's so sweet and strapped to their faces i know but o'hara shows up and is like hey we need to talk in the middle of the school day yeah which their cover okay right it's fine she's just gonna be like oh i'm his sister no i just i do this we do this all the time in austria you just show up when they're in the middle <laughs> of school and we say hello how are you doing brother i'm here to tell you 
what was her plan if anybody was like, I'm sorry, who are you and what are you doing here? Yeah. Dumb. But she's actually been doing some detective work. Right. And she's like, Joyce doesn't have any money. The house is actually her friend's. Mm -hmm. So she's probably not the woman that we're looking for. No savings, no offshore accounts, nothing in any name. Like, not Rachel Crisp, not Joyce Palmieri. Like, she just doesn't have anything. Yeah, not Dominic. What about Dominic's name? She's like, no, nothing. This probably isn't the lady that we're looking for. She doesn't live like a woman with millions of dollars. And he's like, but I know that it's her. Right. And she's like, you just want it to be her. Yeah. She says, she doesn't seem like the type, which is like, oh, yeah, you know so much about her. Right. Whatever. But then in walks Julianne. The fucking mother of Sylvester that was wearing a trash bag earlier. Pony. Yeah, and a bike. And, like, a bicycle. And she's like, I know we're supposed to be having a bake sale for this raffle, but I don't make cakes. So I brought these things for the raffle. You can all start applauding now. Which yeah. Which is clearly meant to be this, like, that's probably a lady with $3 million. Yeah. That's the person that we're looking for. Yeah, and Kimball is like, oh, that's Julianne. Her husband left her for another man. She's having a really rough time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And Phoebe's like, are you getting soft on me? Like, what is happening? But also, if someone was running from a murderous drug-dealing husband and stole $3 million from him, they're not going to live all super flashy the way that Julianne does. Like, no, you're going to live shouldn't. under the radar. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get noticed. People right. are going to notice you if you're showing up to a school with a pony. Yeah. Wearing that befeathered thing that she's wearing. <laughs> it's rough. So. Play practice is over. Everybody's headed back to their classrooms. Mm-hmm. They're all in the hallway, and Joyce comes up, and uh, Kimball's like, okay, halt. Everyone yeah, stand there. Company halt. <laughs> yeah. And so they talk in the hallway for a bit, and, you know, she's like, I'm glad that I told you those things last night. And he's like, yeah, me too. And, yeah. Okay, I'll see you at the fair tomorrow. Whatever, it's cute. Yeah. They and- go walk back to their classroom, and Kimball's like, what are you all looking at? I was just talking to another teacher, that's all. Keep it yeah. like, Don't laugh. <laughs> They're all like, hee hee hee. So as they get back to the classroom, we see Zach's mom bring him in because mm-hmm. they're late. And she is like, sorry, we're late. The car wouldn't start. Yeah. Have a good day, Zach. Bye. Kimball like, goes to like pat him on the back and he winces and he mm-hmm. looks and he's like covered in bruises. Yeah. And Kimball's like, well. He, Zach says, no, I fell down the stairs. Gonna go kick his ass. So he runs outside to her mm-hmm. and is like, not very nice. No. Like, she's like, I know what you're going to say, but I left the door open and Zach fell down the basement stairs and, you know, it's my fault. Don't worry about it. And he's like, why do you all say that he fell down the stairs? You know, can't you come up with anything better than that? Yeah. Which is not great. No, it's no, it's not good to be yelling at this battered woman. Yeah, she's clearly also a victim. Right. But he runs out to their car because Zach's dad is there Mm -hmm. and is just like, starts punching him <laughs> yeah yeah starts yelling at him and punching him and but then he realizes that like some people are watching including the principal right so he's just like you're not worth it yeah i'm gonna press charges yeah and then i mean you see like principal schlowski's face and she looks delighted and you assume it's because she's like oh now i can get rid of this guy right. he's roughing up you know yeah, a man I have an excuse on to... school property yeah. or whatever but she brings him into the principal's office and she's like i've checked you out and you have no teaching experience mm-hmm. anywhere which, duh. Yeah. Which, but th- this part, I was confused. I was like, she does know that he's a cop. Like, did I forget that? Did they no, she does, it? But, but she I, does. Yeah, I think she just thought that he maybe had previous teaching experience, like O'Hara. You right. Know. Exactly. But she's like, I thought that bringing a ferret to a classroom was a really bad idea, but the kids seemed to like it. 
I thought that your police school tactics were really bad. And he was like, it's the only thing I could think to do. She's like, shut up for a second and let me finish. Yeah. Your teaching methods are super unorthodox and weird, but they seem to be really working and you have a really great like handle on this classroom and you're doing a great job. And I hope that maybe you stick around. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what kind of cop you are, but you're a great teacher. Yeah. And it's sweet. Is he though? What has he taught up till this point? I mean, they're in kindergarten. They don't really learn. You have to learn. Yeah, you learn all kinds of things. You learn about colors. You learn about shapes. You learn basic math. They've done a bunch of physical activity and worked on their Abraham Lincoln play. (laughs) And that's it. She's just like, you're a great teacher. And I'm like, no, he's a great daycare supervisor. He's got the kids in line and they're behaving, but they have learned nothing. I mean, maybe they're just not showing the parts where they're learning because that's boring. That's fine. We had a, mo- a math montage? No, thank you. <laughs> yes. We got that in it's a little a magic princess. magic number. And I didn't want it. School of Rock. It's fun at School of Rock. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, he at least pretends to teach something. Math is a really cool thing. <laughs> but. Sorry, not, not the School of Rock episode. Not the School of Rock episode. Schlowski's like, I like you, and I have one more question. How good did it feel to punch that son of a bitch in the face? And he's like, so good. She's like, all right, get back out there, tiger. It's, it's really cute. so cute. <laughs> because as soon as he leaves she like practices punching <laughs> yeah and she's like oh yeah she you can tell she's just like imagining like socking this dude in the face and it's super cute and it makes the next smash cut super jarring because we see cindy's dead face immediately just like a whole Whoa! dead face i'd kind of forgotten about cindy and well, now she's dead she died yeah well great so Kimball and O'Hara are going to be off the case because they don't have a witness anymore. Yep. They're like, we got to pull him. Our witness is dead. We got to bring him back in here. Yeah. You know, Kimball or Chris is going to go free. And gotta we got to get him out of there. Bring them back because we got other cases to work on. Mm-hmm. Then we see Crisp getting out of jail. And his mom is the one picking him up. I guess he doesn't have any other friends. No. And she says, we're going to be a family again soon. Mm. Great. Icky. So they're at the fair. Cute. Hooray. Yay. And it does look like a lot of fun. It does. There's a petting zoo, which I'm always yeah love me a petting zoo. Kimball and Joyce are tied together in a, like a three legged person race. Yeah, and it looks like they're gonna win, but then they fall down. Then they fall down, but it's cute because he like just fucking picks her up. I thought he was gonna pick her up and just run with her to yeah. the end, but he does not. But they're just having a really good time, and then we see the kids giving the Gettysburg Address in their little bitty paper hats and their beards. And they do so good. They do such a good job, and then Joseph, that one itty-bitty tiny kid, is so small. Thank you all very much. Oh, God. (laughs) It's so friggin' cute. And Mishlowski gets up, and she's like, just wanted to introduce you guys to our teacher, and we hope that he'll stick around for a long, long time. Yeah. But again, like, He's a cop. She knows that he's a, he's just faking being a teacher. But he's like... You have to... He gets hugged by all the kids. You have to it's go cute. to school and shit. You have to have certificates. Everybody's and... happy. <laughs> Credentials to be a teacher. You don't just get to waltz in there. So much flailing is happening in the pod cave. <laughs> <laughs> the music is ominous again. We're back at the mall. Just kidding. We're still in Astoria. Yes, Chris has arrived with his... Mom. Crisp is in Astoria now, and he's talking about how great he likes it. He's like, the air is so fresh here. It's so nice. We could get a little cabin and come up here. And she's like, it's disgusting. I'll be in the pharmacy. Try not to step in anything. God. She sucks. So, I don't understand this part. Crisp goes to the toy store and Mm -hmm. wants to buy this, like, racetrack toy from some dude. Yeah. Because it's the last one. Yep. 
but Daryl has already claimed it, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'll give you four times the price, and Daryl's like, nah, dude, my kid's been wanting this since Christmas, sorry. Yeah, buzz off. And Chris is like, hey, can't fault me for trying, can't say I didn't try, I tried, uh, I'm gonna go now, bye, have a great day. And then he leaves. <laughs> Finger guns. And it's just like, yeah, man, you could buy anything in that store, just buy something else, whatever. But he leaves. And then we go back to the fair. Yep, where O'Hara is like, Kimball, Cindy's dead, we have to talk to Joyce. Mm-hmm. So that we can protect her because Crisp got out of jail and he could be on his way. He could be here at any minute. Yep. So Joyce walks up to say hello to Ursula. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're not who we who you think we are. Yeah. So they have to come clean and tell her who they are and that they know who she is and that they need to know about the money so that they can protect her. And she says there never was any money. Nope. And they then she grabs Dominic off of riding a pony, and he's like, I was having fun. It's not fair. I wasn't done yet. She's like, the bad people are after us, and we have to go again. So they get in their little tracker, their tiny Chevy tracker. I love those. I would totally drive one. Yeah, it's super cute. But Kimball runs up to the driver's side window and is like, you have to tell me about the money so that I can protect you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, there never was any money. Right. He just wants Dominic. Yep. And then, zoom, there they go. And then we see Crisp again. Mm -hmm. Who walks up to that guy who just bought the, like, racetrack toy. Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, last offer. I'll give you $200 for it. And the guy's like, what is your deal, dude? Leave me alone. And Crisp's like, I don't think you understand the situation. And then, like, fucking punches him and slams his head into the door of his car and takes it. And it's like, what is the point? I don't know. But he, he takes the already wrapped gift out of the man's truck while he is in a little crumpled pile on the ground. Yeah. Walks I... to the pharmacy where his mom is buying a whole bunch of medicine, medicine yeah, just like for kids, antihistamines and like headache medicine and just all this stuff. A thermometer, yeah. And he's like, "Mom, why are you doing this? He's fine." And so we learn that like when he was a boy, she was constantly giving him medication. Yeah, and he's like, "I was fine, and you were always shoving the shit down my throat." Right. And she's like, "That's why you were fine." Yeah. And he's like, "I oh, can't argue with that." And it's like. This whole scene feels really unnecessary. I don't get what the point is. I think they're just trying to show even more how, like, wacky she is. I guess. But, yeah, it just doesn't feel very necessary. Like, I think showing that they're planning on kidnapping him, you know, that they're getting ready to, like, have a little kid with them makes sense. Right. But this is, like... The way that they go about it is weird. Especially because of this, like, whole medication thing. It just doesn't... It's like, okay. Why don't you get, like, some snacks? Yeah, or something. It it just doesn't really come up again. Yeah. Like that he went through this like childhood where he was constantly like being given medication and being worried about. And she's like, now you're going to do it to him. But like, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It's I don't weird. either. Yeah. But so then we see Kimball has arrived at Joyce's house, which why did it take him so long to get there? Like, yeah, because the fair was during now. the day and now yeah. it's dark. He knew where she was going to go. Yeah. Like, so he drives up, but it's dark now. And he's like. What, what was he doing? I just, I don't understand. I don't either. But I think he's it's just going through the house. Drama. I guess. He's going through the house and he's like looking for them and he can't find them and there's like stuff all over the place. But then he runs into Joyce and she's like, Dominic's not here. What have you done with him? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So they're running around looking for him and he's like, did he say anything before mm-hmm. he left? And she was like, he said something about having to get his lasers. Right. And Kimball's like, oh shit, I know where he is. Yes. So he's. They go and find him climbing up the giant tower that he mentioned earlier that he said he was going to put his lasers on. Which is just crumpled up aluminum foil. I know. I was really worried he was going to get electrocuted. I don't know know. how giant towers like that work, but I was like, you have metal in your hands. Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. 
But he gets scared by a pigeon and he, like, falls. But his backpack, like, catches him. Yeah. But then so Kimball, like, runs up there and saves him, gets him back down and gets him safely to the ground. And then they go back to their house. Sweet. It's really sweet, but also unnecessary. They accomplished nothing. Like, I was... I was like, oh, no, this is where they're going to have, like, the showdown and, you know, Colin or Crisp is going to steal his son back or whatever because he's, like, out. But, like, nothing happens. He's, like, temporarily in danger for a second. And then Kimball saves him, which he would have done at any point. So it's not even like, oh, he's had this change of heart and now he would have saved this kid from the get-go. Like, he's a nice guy and he wouldn't let a child fall to his... I don't know. It's a very strange scene. I think it makes sense because, you know... Rachel slash Joyce has scared Dominic. Yeah. And so he thinks that this is what he needs to do to protect his family. Right. And so I think it is what the character of Dominic would do in this moment. Like, okay, yeah. the bad people have found us. I have to keep us safe. Yeah. So that's what he goes to do. What doesn't make sense to me is that he already told Kimball that he was going to do this. And when he told him, Kimball wasn't like, don't climb up there. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, oh, good. Maybe he thought that he would never get... Also, how did he get there? It's far away. You could see it from their little... That's, I mean, yeah. It seemed like, like that far, I don't think. Streets you get... This is, this is if you're little. I don't uh, know. I guess so. Also, doesn't there a fence around it anyway? <laughs> there should be a fence around it, yes. I th- it just seems like another scene, like the scene with O'Hara and her fiancé, where they tried to add like this tense moment, and yeah. they didn't make it long enough. Yeah. So you're just like, oh no, oh, it's over. Like, yeah. That okay, moving on. Yeah. So I think that's just what it is. It's it's like, it's not long enough or tense enough to be like, oh, no, I had emotions there for a minute where I thought something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And then it just didn't. So, okay. But anyway, so we get back to the house. Joyce is packing up and she's like, there, again, she says, there wasn't any money. Crisp lied about it so that people would look for me. You know, they were like. Yeah. So that all of his creeps would think that there was a reward if right, they found me. I'm about to get $3 million. So I'll give you like, like Danny that we met right. at the beginning. You know, they put this together in their heads oh i'll get some of that money and joyce is mad that she ever trusted Kimball because he's like she's like i can't trust anybody and you're a cop which i feel like you could trust <laughs> in a different world <laughs> but, but i mean in it, this world yeah it yeah. seems very weird that she's like everyone lied to me and you turn out to be a cop which you think she would be relieved oh yeah. the police are here to help me and yeah. they know where i am and they're investigating but she's right. like mad that she doesn't he's a trust cop. them either yeah so that she seems strange. Trust anybody. Mm-hmm. But then he starts explaining that he never gets to see his family and he doesn't want to lose them, which they've known each other for like, I don't know, two weeks at this point, mm-hmm. but it's fine. And uh, he won't let anything happen to them now. Yep. And they smooch. Yep. And she decides to stay. Yeah. And now they're so at the So presumably school. she puts her house back together. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'll deal with this in the morning. Right. So back at school next morning, mm-hmm. O'Hara is also there. Yep. She's in the classroom with the kids. Yep. And she's like, okay, I'm going to teach her about something really important. Mm-hmm. And little Joseph stands up <laughs> and gives another anatomy lesson. Yeah, the same. The one thing that he knows. And he is, everybody else is like, ha ha And he's just like, ha ha ha. So proud. <laughs> Looking around at like, yeah, I am hilarious. I am going to grow up to be a stand-up comedian <laughs> is what that true. kid's little face says. Yes. And <laughs> O'Hara looks at Kimball and is like, I see you taught them the basics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, no. no. Joseph knew that. Yep. Before. Because his dad's a gynecologist. <laughs> exactly. So O'Hara's there to teach them to never talk to strangers. Ever. And then they're like, okay, but can I talk to other kids? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And then a little girl's like, can I talk to dogs? She goes, what about dogs? And O'Hara's like, what about dogs? <laughs> goes, can I talk to dogs? <laughs> can I talk to them? 
I don't know. Can you? Y- yeah, sure. Whatever. Talk to a dog? Yeah. She is not as good with these children <laughs> as he was right. almost immediately. I know. So then we say that Crisp is at the school. Yes. And he's sitting in the principal's office. Yep. And he's like, oh, I'm looking around at schools. My wife and I are moving here from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, let me give you a tour. Yeah, I'll take you to the kindergarten class because that's where your son would be. And you can see how what's it's going. going on in there. And he sees Dominic. And he's like, Dominic. He's like, oh, that's him. You yeah. know, it's clearly my son. I would recognize him anywhere, even though I haven't seen him in a long time. Well, and I think his name being Dominic, too. Yeah, Because he hears, him that him, hears him get called Dominic. Mm-hmm. Wow. But then he sees Kimball and is like, oh, shit. And has to hide. Yep. And the principal is like, oh, I know it seems unorthodox, but he's really good with the kids. And uh-huh. Crisp is like, yeah, I'm sure he is. Yep. Mm, yep, 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 yep. Anyway, moving on. Where was the cafeteria, did you say? Right. So he goes out to the car. Yes. Just to talk to his mom for a second to be like, okay, I found him. His name is Dominic. That's what she always wanted to name him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So then he goes back inside. I don't know why he had to, I don't know. He yeah, had to go just... tell his mom that he found him and then go back in. Well, yeah, probably so that she could be ready, you know, she, it, for him to be like, she's he's definitely here, so yeah. the plan is now in action. I guess. Rather than her just sitting outside and then being like, oh, school's fucking on fire. Right. Like, she's ready to go now. She knows that she's in, like, okay, rather than, oh, he's not here, let's go, but yeah. like, but yeah, I mean, you very much could have been like, if, I, if you don't see me in 15 minutes, yeah. he's in there and it's go yeah. time, but whatever. So yeah, he goes back in the school. And sets the library on fire. This is why schools have minimal security, at, at the very least. Like, yeah. have some security. Yeah, he just, he goes back I in there. I don't think that, I do not think that schools should have police in them. No. But you should have to check in somewhere so that there aren't just weird adults wandering around. Yes. And they should know where you're going. You shouldn't be unsupervised in a school if your child does not go there. Right. Or even if he does. So, yeah, he just goes in the library, mm-hmm. starts setting shit on fire. Yep. It's... It takes forever for the fire alarm to go off, too. Like, there's smoke pouring out of the outside of the school, and I'm like, where the fuck is the smoke alarm, bro? Yeah, not in the library, I guess. Yeah. Probably the most flammable, <laughs> second most flammable room in the school, other than the cafeteria, and it, yeah, it takes forever. But, but they're all really good at fire drills now. Yes. <laughs> Except for they're not, because it's a real fire, and they're all freaking out and screaming and running all over the place, which is fine, because they're children. Yeah, because the hallway's full of smoke, and they're scared. But yeah. But the, the kindergartners actually do a really good job. They do. All the other kids are running around screaming, but the kindergartners, like, I think they just, you know, feel safe and trust Mr. Kimball when yep. you're sweet. He's like, all right, this is the real deal. Let's go. It's, just, it's a fire drill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So Dominic... Kimball makes sure that Dominic is near him. Yes. Dominic has grabbed the ferret. Yeah, because that was his job. And stuck it in his sweater. Yeah, it's very cute. holding him. It's very sweet. But yeah, he's like, you stay close to me. But then Emma trips and he's like, oh, are you okay? And while he's doing that, Dominic is kind of rushed out with yeah. the rest of the group. And Crisp sees Dominic and grabs him. But all the other kids see him and just start yelling, <laughs> stranger! 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 And pointing at him. at him. Yeah, and Crisp goes running up the stairs and they're still like, stranger! Pointing up the stairs. So Kimball knows which direction to go, which is very helpful. Yes. Good job. Glad kids. that we just had that lesson five minutes ago. Yep. Convenient. Mm-hmm. So Kimball's walking through the empty halls with his gun out. Yep. Which I guess he always had on him. Yeah, he's strapped to his leg under yeah. his pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crisp takes Dominic into a classroom and is like, it's okay, I'm a fireman. And Dominic's like, okay, well then where the fuck is your hat? Yeah, he's wearing a blazer and no hat. And he's like, I'm a fireman. And Crisp's like, ah, can't fool my own son. He's so smart. What a bright boy, only six years old. 
I'm not a jerk fireman. I'm like, what the fuck have firemen ever done to you? (laughs) Firemen are heroes. Fuck you. But now fire's got to hate that. Yeah, what an asshole. So he's like, nah, dude, I'm your dad. Yeah. And Dominic's like, nah, my dad lives in France. And he tries to, like, get away. Yep. And he yells at him. Chris picks up Dominic before he gets out the door. Yeah. Squeezes him. Probably yeah. kills that ferret. I know. He's just like in a sweater. He keeps like picking him up very bodily. I'm like, yeah. there's a ferret in there. Anyway. And he, but he doesn't know that there's a wiggly little ferret in there. I know. I'm, that's why, that's why I'm worried about him. I know. He's going to get crushed to death. So Kimball, looking around, opens a random door, <laughs> sees some kids smooching. Yeah. He's like, don't you know the building is on fire? And they're like, oh, we thought it was a fire drill. The hallways are fucking filled with smoke, you idiots. They're too horny to notice. The sprinklers are going off. Can you smell the smoke? You you don't hear the screaming? God. They are truly too horny to notice. And he's like, get out of here. So then we see O'Hara running around and she runs weird. I know. She has her little arms up, flapping around. And she tries to get in one door, but the the firemen are like, I don't care that you're a cop. Like, you can't come in here. The building is literally on fire. Right. If I need a ticket fixed, I'll call you, but... This is my job. Let me do my job. It's still on fire. You, yeah. you can't arrest the fire lady. Get out of here. So she yeah. runs around the corner, like pulls her gun out of her purse. Yes. Miss Crisp sees her. Uh-huh. And just hits her with her car. Yeah. Like hard. Yeah. It. I was not expecting that. No. And then just gets out and takes her gun and goes in the building. Yeah. O'Hara goes flying. Yep. And I felt bad for making fun of the way she runs because she just got hit by a car. <laughs> So anyway, back inside the burning building, Mm -hmm. Joyce is running around. Yep. Finds Crisp and Dominic. Yeah, because they're lost because Crisp can't figure out how to get out of the building. Yeah. It's like, how do I get out of here? It's like, usually the exits are marked. Yeah, don't run into the bathroom. There's not an exit. He's dumb. So they get into a fight and Joyce is like, you're scaring him. Crisp is like, of course he's scared. You told him all these lies about me, which is rude. Well, you set a school on fire. And you're carrying him around yelling at him. Yeah. It's scary. You're actually the scary one. And then Chris punches Joyce in the face. Yeah, and Dominic gets away. And he's like, I had to do it. I didn't want to do it. She made me do it. I hate him. I know. I know I'm supposed to, but like, they did a really good job and I want someone to shoot him. Well. I know. So Chris is trying to find Dominic. He's like, come, come here. It's me. It's your dad. I'll, we'll have a great life together. And Kimball shows up and is like cry- quietly crawling through the room. Mm-hmm. But then they see each other. Yep. And they're yelling. They're having a bit of a standoff. And then Chris points his gun at Dominic. Yep. And they're like, you're not going to shoot him. Joyce and Kimball are like, you're not going to shoot him. And he's like, I might. I mean, Put your gun down. I kind of, I mean, if he thought it would get him out of jail, I bet he would. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be worried too. But he's also just, you know, that's the whole reason that he did all of this. Yeah. Was to get his son back. Right. And I mean. But it's because he thinks of him as a possession. Yeah, that's true. Not because he actually loves him. That's true. So. Kimball puts his gun down. Uh-huh. But then the ferret bites Crisp. What? He's a hero. But he said so many times, twice, throughout this movie that the ferret never bites anybody ever. But that's the ferret knew. I know. That everyone was in danger. Yeah, he's a bad Because he didn't even, like, bite his hand. He, like, ran up his shoulder and bit his neck. Yes. It's intense. It's great. And so Crisp <laughs> grabs the ferret and then is, like, screaming and shoots Kimball in the knee and then... Kimball shoots him a bunch of times. Yep. Which is dope. And the ferret is fine. Don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. He's, he's fine. Don't worry about it. But, but then, then Mrs. Crisp has shown up. <laughs> and she shoots Kimball. In the shoulder. Ah! Fuck! But then she sees that her son is dead. I know. Which, the way that she moves through the room and around the corners and sees a gun on the floor and picks it up and, like, releases the clip. And I'm like, this woman 
Yeah. It has been. She knows what she's shit. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's bad. Yeah. So she's following a blood trail. Yep. To find Kimball. Uh-huh. Who has been, been shot. Twice shot. He's bleeding. She's like threatening him. She keeps shooting near him. She's like, where's my grandson? And he's yep. like, go to hell, lady. Yep. And then O'Hara shows up. Yeah. With a baseball bat. Yeah. Fucks her up. <laughs> Jesus. You're not so tough without your car, are you? <laughs> She's so cool. Got him. Yeah. So then Kimball's wheeled out on a stretcher. Yeah. All the kids are gathered around being like, Mr. Kimball, are you okay? Are you okay, Mr. Kimball? Oh, so cute. And then we see him in a hospital bed being fed jello. Yeah. By a nurse who looks like Laura Dern. Even though I think his arms work fine. I mean, he yeah. got shot in one shoulder, but... He could eat with his other shoulder. He's... They're, they're not in casts or anything. I know. So she's just feeding him jello because she wants to, I yes. think, and everyone's in love with him. Absolutely. But then O'Hara shows up. She's on crutches. She eats a bite of his jello and is like, you've got to get out of here. This shit will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kisses him on the lips, which I, I was like, oh, oh, whoa, okay. Whoa, too much. And then Henry, the fiance, shows up and is like, I brought you food and flowers and knocks a whole bunch of shit over. I know, I don't. Well, he did it. When they were in the hotel. Yeah, but when they were in the motel, it made more sense that he was clumsy because he was super embarrassed. Because he was like, oh shit, I'm fully naked and this man just barged into my room with a gun. And he knocks over everything. Yeah. But then this is the only the second time that we've seen him and He's he just knocks over a bunch of shit and I'm like- Clumsy as fuck. But why? I don't care about this man. Get him oh, out of here. It's just I think taking it's up cute. too much time. I like him. Go away. Because, I don't know. It's just cute that like he has this character flaw- yeah. And Phoebe's eating all the time. And they're, I don't know, it's just cute to imagine them as a couple. It's, yeah, it is true. Like, and if we have to meet her fiance, I'm glad that he's goofy. Yes. <laughs> and he's very sweet because he's like, yeah. I brought you this food that I made. And apparently he's a great chef. And he's like, You're coming to the wedding, right? Yeah. Which is adorable because they've only known each other for 10 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. But then so Phoebe gets very close to his face and is like, Where shall we send the invitation, John? To Astoria, maybe? Perhaps. Give us an address. At the school, which is being repainted and repaired. Yeah, because it was on fire. The principal brings him, brings Kimball to the classroom and hands him the whistle and says, they're all yours. Aww. And they're also excited to see him. And he's excited to see them. He blows the whistle and they're all like, yeah. And they're all yelling, climbing all over the place, and super excited to see him. And then Joyce hears all of this noise, and she's like, y'all, sit tight. I need to go see what all the noise is about. So then she goes across the hallway, and she sees that Kimball is there, and she runs into his arms. And one of the kids is like, oh no, they're gonna do it. (laughs) And then they smooch! And everyone is very excited about it, including the substitute teacher. I know. I noticed that, too. She's just, like, in the background, like, yay! Does she know what's happening, or is she just, like, in love with love? Yeah, she's just like, I don't know what's happening, but it looks fun! These two teachers are smooching! I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) What? Anyway, the end. The end. I guess Kimball's gonna teach now without his teaching certificate. Yeah. I think... Okay. I could be wrong. I know in the 90s, it was definitely a looser sort of thing. Sure. If you have... Any college degree, you yeah. can teach. Do you think he has one? As long as... I don't know. He may have gotten like a criminal justice degree before he went to the police academy. A lot of people do that. Maybe. But if you have a college degree, you can teach for like two years as long as you are like also in school working towards getting your teaching certificate. Hmm. I know that's the way it was in Kentucky, at least at some point. Hmm. I don't know if that's still true, if it's changed. But yeah. 
that is the least unrealistic part of the whole movie. <laughs> is it's my true. Point. <laughs> no, you are you are correct about that. <laughs> anyway, the end. The end. All right. On to the questions. Did it make you cry? No. There was a scene where I got a little bit misty-eyed, and I can't remember which one it is now. Oh. I know. I was like, I should write this down, and then I was like, I'll remember, and then I didn't. Was it when he told them that he was proud of them? Maybe. It might have been, yeah, it might have been then. Or when they're all worried about him? No, it was definitely in the middle, so I think it might have been when he was like, I'm I'm really proud of you guys. That's sweet. It was just, yeah, when he was being very cute with these children, and I was just like, oh, this is so cute. Replay? Rewind? Oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely a replay. Which I have done many times. Is it, this is the first time you saw it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it more than you thought you would? Uh, Yeah. Good. I did not know it was PG-13, so I thought it was going to be a lot, like, cuter yeah. and sillier. Um, So I was surprised by that. But I do really like it. Yeah. It's very, very cute and it's interesting. Our second PG-13 movie, mm-hmm. followed by Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. I guess when I was a kid, I just watched PG-13 movies. Yeah, sounds like it. Because I loved this one and Liar Liar. <laughs> it's weird that you had, like, I mean, yeah, like we talked, like, so structured mm-hmm. in some regards. Yeah, but not in others. And then in others, it was like, well, this movie has drugs and violence and cursing, but it's fine. You can watch it. Yeah, whatever. Just, just don't read Harry Potter. Nope. My next question, is the ferret the true <laughs> protagonist of the film? He's definitely the hero. Because everything good that happens... Is, for- is it because of him? Yeah. Yeah, he helps get the kids under control, mm-hmm. and then he... Saves the day? Saves the day. He might be. It's a bummer that he doesn't get a name. Yep. Just the ferret. Yep. What would you name him? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> me personally, or me as John Kimball, Austrian cop-turned-kindergarten teacher? Hmm. I'll take the John Kimball option. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer for either, but... <laughs> I don't know. Just ferret. I guess John, yeah, just doesn't name him because he's like, I love having a ferret for a pet, which seems super out of character for him, but not enough to name it. Right. I feel like he would give it some sort of cop name. Mm -hmm. Or maybe something police related. Ruger. Yeah. (laughs) After a gun. Yeah. That's a cool one. Winchester. Winchester. I'm trying to think of other guns. Yeah, we need more like handgun. I don't know enough about guns. Nine I, millimeter. I do think it'd be fun to get a pair of animals and name them Smith and Wesson. Yeah, that'd so be cute. Maybe if he had two. Yeah, you're supposed to have two ferrets. They I know they, they like to. Unless, I guess unless they're in the back of your car all day. <laughs> if, you, if you take them everywhere, then yeah, it's not. They're fine. Also, ferrets love to be like wiggled. Oh, that's like, weird. Yeah, they don't. You know, some animals they have to be like held gently or whatever. Yeah. Ferrets like them if you hold them with one hand and just like wiggle them around, like huh. just kind of like they okay. Love it. So party. Good to know. Um, Join us next time for Ferret Watch. <laughs> right, more, more Ferret Facts right here on Replay Rewind. <laughs> All right, so it was released December 21st, 1990. Cool. Had a budget of $26 million. Okay. The worldwide box office was $202 million. Damn! Yeah, the U.S. was like a little over 100 maybe, yeah. million. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger thought that it would have made more money if it was less violent. Mm-hmm. But Reitman? I guess. Ivan? Yeah. Reitman, the director, would not budge on making it less violent. He said it needed to be. Yeah, he said that the story would completely fall apart. Actually, he said it would peter out if it wasn't, like, if it didn't have the super violent ending. Which Which, I can see. I mean, I think having a dramatic ending, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't need the close-up of of Cindy's dead face. 
No, we didn't need to see any uh-uh. of the violence. That's what cutaway shots are for. You That's know, true. like it could have still conveyed the same things without being so like in your face violent. Yeah, but yeah, the the same things could have happened without us having to see them for sure. Right. It has a wrong. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's Where the seems review low. says, Kindergarten Cop is too grim for children and too cloying for adults. It is not too cloying. It's not at all. The adorable parts were my favorite parts. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably too grim for some children and I mm-hmm. maybe shouldn't have watched it as a kid. Nope. But I did and I was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's barely worse than like Law and Order. Right. Which probably isn't for kids either. No. But... <laughs> We all did. Comparing it it. to other adult things is not helping your case. (sighs) It's fine. (laughs) Karen James of the New York Times said, Like Twins, which was also directed by Ivan Reitman, nothing in the film is as funny as the idea of it. I disagree. I do too. I think that it's very funny and it is a funny idea. Yeah. And as long as you're on board for, you know, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. It's, yeah, Yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. What? You know who did love it? (gasps) Who? Roger Ebert. Good. He gave it three out of four stars. Okay. Which Google Docs was like three-fourths stars <laughs> for some reason. You don't even get a full star. <laughs> he said, the scenes involving Schwarzenegger and the kindergarten kids are the best things in the movie. Not only because the kids say the darnest things, but also because Schwarzenegger's strong point here is gentle comedy, often with himself as the foil. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Where he's just like, I'm willing to be the butt of all these jokes, especially if six-year-olds are the one telling them. Right. And it makes it so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, it's not the kids who are having a hard, I mean, we really only see this one scene where the kids are suffering, where they like cry because he yelled at all of them. Yeah. But the rest of it is like them having a great time and him being like, shit, what do I do? (laughs) Ah! Yeah. So it it makes it really good because, yeah, I don't want to see kids like getting yelled at or being scared or like suffering or whatever. Like they're just like clearly having the time of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, they're running all over me. So the screenplay was written by a man named Murray Salem. That's fake. Yeah. (laughs) He was an actor and a screenwriter, and he wrote nine scripts over 15 years and sold all of them, except for one. Nice. The only one that got made into a movie was Kindergarten Cop. What? Like, they were purchased, but... Yeah, that's bizarre. They just... None of them ever got made. That's weird. I mean, I guess they still could, because the studios own the rights to them, but... That's true. I don't know. Like I said before, it was directed by Ivan Reitman, who also directed Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Nice. Which is why Dominic has Ghostbusters bedsheets in the movie. Yeah, stuff all over his room. Uh, He also did Twins, Mm -hmm. Dave, Father's Day, etc. He produced Beethoven and Space Jam. Nice. And like a million other movies, but those felt the most relevant to what we're doing here. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing here? Uh, Reitman did have some trouble directing the kids. He said, after the first day of filming, I was in a sweat. My shirt was all wet. My voice was hoarse. And I had this really panicked look in my eyes. So I developed the five Reitman rules of filmmaking. Listen, act natural, know your character, don't look in the camera, and discipline. He described the experience as really tough. I I like his five rules, except for the first four are like actions. And then the last one is discipline. Which right. is like, how do I discipline? Yeah. It just, it, he should just say have discipline. Or follow the rules. or Something. Yeah. Also, know your character is really hard when you're five or six. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, know who, you, just, what's your motivation here? And he's like, well, I'm in kindergarten. Yeah, just, I mean, I feel like just be yourself would have been. Be yourself would be much better. Yeah. Act natural, though, he said. Yeah. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that he also 
he's like, when I first showed up on set, I was also sweaty and like panicked. And so everybody was just like freaking out. Yeah. It's like, they're kids, I think man. The scene where he's like outside the classroom on the first day, like hyping himself up was probably just actually Arnold Schwarzenegger because yeah. he said at one point that he felt like the character because he yes. was like nervous and sweaty <laughs> too. Which like, yeah, they're just little kids. They're just kids. The storyline of like Zach Sullivan mm-hmm. and his shitty dad. Yeah. Uh, that was actually in there because Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted it. Yeah. Because he wanted to touch on the topic of broken homes and family abuse because lots of children suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. So this injected kindergarten cop with important social issues that most mainstream comedies of its type were actively ignoring for the sake of lighthearted laughs. Yeah, I really like it. It still manages to be this lighthearted, fun comedy yeah. while addressing, you know, very real things and these mm-hmm. kids who have divorced parents or parents who aren't around or who are, you know, actively hurting them. Yeah. is is good. I'm glad. I appreciate that he did that. Me too. So part of Arnold Schwarzenegger's contract, in addition to him being like, we have to put these things in the movie. Also, if you want me to be in this movie, I need a gym. Yeah. Nearby. So mm-hmm. that I can keep working out. For my daily workouts. Yeah. Okay, dude. Don't so it's soft. They found one, but it it didn't quite work out. And he was like, look, I truly, I will leave this movie. I'll and then go. finally, a guy from Astoria was like, well, I have like some unused commercial space. Do you want to like maybe put a gym in there? And it worked out and they continue filming. But I mean, what? A what a princess baby yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway but speaking of arnold schwarzenegger almost not being in this movie yes who else was almost in this movie a lot of other people were considered bill murray and patrick swayze were offered the role of john kimball yeah which like they were both like no nah. yeah no thanks i i could see both of them yeah they in this both role do it. yeah they do a pretty good job it would be different for sure yeah they also considered Jack Nicholson, Robin Williams, Chuck Norris, Kurt Russell, and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was ultimately rejected because he's too short. Yes. And they were like, well, we wouldn't believe, it wouldn't be believable in this role, which is, yeah, which is fair. So I feel like the rest of those options are weird. They are weird. I mean, Kurt Russell, Chuck Norris, you know, he, I, wasn't he in a role where he was like, did something like this, some sort of nanny oh, I don't know. thing? I don't remember. I think he did but i could be wrong a babysitter something like that yeah so i mean it, it maybe could have worked out but arnold schwarzenegger makes the most he's so good because he's so big and like so clearly out of his element yeah. whereas the rest of these dudes are like not this like huge hulking man yeah they could definitely pass for yeah a kindergarten teacher right put him in a blazer and they don't look like out of place right but so they offered it to arnold and he said i will do it but only if ivan reitman directs it because they had previously worked together on Twins, and he really liked it. Yeah. He really liked working with him. And he liked the way that Reitman worked with comedy, too. Yeah. Arnold says that Kindergarten Cop is his favorite movie that he's ever made, because he always wanted to get into comedy, but studios made too much money off of him doing action movies, so he never really could, like, make his way in. Yeah. Until Ivan Reitman put him in Twins. And yeah. That was his little That's foot in the door of being funny. So cute. Because he, he does a great job. He's really funny. Yeah. And he's really sweet and huggable. And I have not seen a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, as we mentioned at the top, but this might be my favorite now. Yeah. Because it's just so fun. I found a video on YouTube. He was on, um, what's the show? James, a night show. Jimmy Kimmel. No. Jimmy Fallon. No, he's James Gordon. James Gordon. Nice. Gordon? Gordon. Yeah. 
one of the Jameses. Apparently there are three. I never thought about it, but all three of them are probably Jameses. Yeah. If they're Jimmy's. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, James Corden, he was on his show mm-hmm. and he did this like all of Arnold's most famous movies in six minutes okay with him and it was just really cute yeah like, you can find it on youtube okay and it's he's really funny doing arnold schwarzenegger it is or james corden i mean they both are but arnold schwarzenegger is very funny yeah so it's just like he's just a funny guy yeah yeah he seems he seems nice it's it's fun to see that he's like so soft and cute and funny when he's you know portrayed as this like big scary tough man right yeah that's that's the juxtaposition that you need to make the movie as funny as it is Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Elijah Wood auditioned for the part uh-huh. as a little baby. Yes. And he told Empire Magazine that it was the worst audition he ever did. <laughs> oh, I want to see that audition. I know, I do too. I just want to know what I made it so bad. exists anywhere. How old was he? He was such I mean, a I guess cute little kid. Five or six, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Christian Slater was also almost in this movie. They considered him for the role of Crisp, but it was because Ivan Reitman had seen him in Heathers. Yeah. And... Christian Slater was like, no, I don't want to be typecast as this, like, sleazy bad guy. Yeah, but you do it so well. You do it so well. And, I mean, you know, one is, like, high school psychopath school shooter. And this is, like, drug bot. Like, it's not the same kind of role. So I think he could have done it and done a great job. But also, I like Christian Slater a lot. And his face is not nearly as hateable as the guy who played Crisp. So I'm glad that it was Yeah, because Crisp is that, like, because Christian Slater is, like, actually attractive. Yes. The guy that plays Crisp is, like, he's, like, I don't know how to explain it. He's not attractive, but he's, like, the kind of guy that thinks he's attractive. You know what I mean? Which makes you hate him more. Right. And he, like, oozes 90s charisma, like, or tries to. He doesn't actually have it, but he's just, like, what's up, ladies? And you're, like, oh, what a schmuck. Right. So Penelope Ann Miller, who played Joyce, Mm -hmm. said... I had just done theater and I had just come off of working with Robert De Niro on Awakenings. And I was just like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's like in the Barbarian movies and stuff. Yeah. She wasn't sold on it. But then she was like really glad that she had done it. Yeah. So again, I mean, like you were saying, you need this juxtaposition of like, oh, big, sweaty, tough guy. Right. It's like, it's not going to be any good. And that's what makes it so good. Exactly. And as we learned, Sarah Rose Carr, who plays Emma, you were right, is in Beethoven and Beethoven the second. And this is what I was talking about earlier. She was Ivan Reitman's favorite kindergartner yeah. in this whole class because she just did whatever she wanted. And yep. it's very apparent and it just makes it She's not so acting. freaking cute. She's just being herself. Nope. And then Miko Hughes, who played Joseph, who's the kid who keeps talking about vaginas. Yes, the anatomy expert. Was also in Pet Cemetery the year before as Gage. Yeah. And he's in Wes Craven's New Nightmare as Heather Langenkamp's son, Dylan. Ah. Which he's not in as much stuff now, but yeah, he's in a lot of stuff as an adorable little bowl cut child yeah. and he does a really good job i really like new nightmare i don't know if you've seen it but i have not it's one of my favorite horror movies because oh. the concept is so cool yeah and you don't even like horror movies so that's uh nope. high praise it's very campy but very good so ben diskin which sounds like an answer that a stoner would give you if you ask him why he was late for work <laughs> played sylvester oh the little creepy kid yeah and is now a prolific voice actor. Oh. He has 341 credits to his name. Wow. He's been in a ton of anime. He's done a bunch of um, video game work, a lot of cartoons. He played Eugene in Hey Arnold. 
Oh, okay. Nice. So, I mean, he's just, if you look, he's been in a ton of stuff. Recently, he played Gonzo in uh, Baby Muppets. Oh. He just does, like, Damn. all kinds of really cool stuff. And I'm like, Cute. this is the fucking dream. This is what I want Yeah, my IMDB to look like. Hell yeah. And then, along that line, Adam Wiley, who played Larry, who's, like, the really freckled redheaded kid. Who's yeah, like, he looked familiar. My dad is divorced. Yeah. <laughs> also does a lot of voice acting. And is also in Hey Arnold as Curly. Oh, cute. And is also, apparently, according to his Wikipedia, a magician. Oh, cute. And a former Crayola spokesperson. Oh. Which I'm like, what does that job entail? And how do I get it? Please send me crayons. (laughs) Yes. I will represent Crayola. Right? What does this Crayola spokesperson do? Can we get sponsored by Crayola? Please. send us free crayons. Oh, my God. Yes. That'd be great. I'll talk them up all day. So here's an interesting tidbit of trivia. Mm Mm-hmm. While on the set, Schwarzenegger saw a convoy of military Humvees while they were in Oregon, and he decided that he wanted to meet the executives of the military contractor responsible for the vehicles personally, Yeah, and sign a waiver so they could get one of his own. What? What? (laughs) He wanted a Humvee. Okay. A military-grade Humvee to drive around as his personal vehicle, Uh and he had to to jump through a bunch of hoops. Are you telling me? He gradually convinced the company to design the vehicle for the civilian market. Yeah. So are you he is responsible for every Hummer. That Hummers exist on a civilian level because of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because of kindergarten cops specifically. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah. If I could drive any car, like, regardless of its impact on the environment, yeah. I would drive a Hummer. Really? 100%. Well, it was a Hummer. Now it's the new Ford Bronco, which I will fucking get one day. Yeah, those actually look pretty tight. They look cool as shit. I like hum- I like cars that are really big. I like being super up high. I yeah. like that they're just big boxy fuck-off machines. The tiny car that you have right now. I know. Well, it's because it's economical and it doesn't have as big of yeah. an impact on the environment. If I could do it without feeling bad about the, my carbon True. footprint. Yeah. And the fact that they, like, get eight miles to the gallon. Yeah. I would absolutely drive a Hummer. I think they're dope. <laughs> You're goofy. I know. <laughs> this is true. Uh, there is a sequel called Kindergarten Cop 2. Yeah, I saw that. It looks really boring. I yeah. read the synopsis on Wikipedia. There's like five lines about it. It's the same. They're trying to protect these people. The most interesting thing about it is that it stars Dolph Lundgren and this guy named Bill Bellamy, who yeah. is a stand-up comedian Yeah, and is credited with coining the term booty call on an episode of Deaf Comedy Jam. All right. So that's kind of fun. Sure. Great. Yep. Um, When John Kimball carries Phoebe into the motel mm-hmm. and he's like swearing in German, what he says is, that makes me stinking mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> Which is really cute. It is cute. And it probably wasn't scripted. No. <laughs> he's just like. So he also had a birthday while they were filming. Mm-hmm. And the cast and crew threw him a little birthday party, a little surprise party. And all the kids sang happy birthday to him. <sighs> This is another thing that I would like to see. So like, come cute. on, there were camera crews around. Did anybody film this? Right. Did anybody Put it on get the this? DVD extras. Cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. Cute. He yep. was 42 during this filming. Wow. Yeah. Do some quick math there. So he's like 72. In his, yeah, in his 70s. Yeah. This Dang this movie man. came out 30 years ago. Wow. It came out in December 1990. <sighs> it's t- so 31 years ago. Well, it will be 31 years in December. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so long ago. They shot <laughs> most of the... So the, all of the inside filming was yeah. done in a on a set in LA because mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to be close to his family. Which is sweet. 
Yes. But the outside sets are filmed in the town of Astoria, Oregon, which mm-hmm. is a real town, and also where the Goonies are filmed. Oh. And the school where they filmed it is less than two miles away from the Goonie house that they are trying to save oh. throughout the movie. Well, that takes cute. like three minutes to get from one to the next Damn. if you're driving, which is really Who cute. Knew? And I want to go see it. That Astoria was just like, yeah, just make some movies here, whatever. Yeah. It seems like a cute little town. Yeah. We should visit. Um, I looked, tried to look up some alternate endings or yeah. like cut scenes or whatever, yeah, yeah. and there aren't any cut scenes, but there are some things that got cut out for playing in other places. When they aired it in the UK, they first gave it a 12 rating. I guess they rate it by years. I don't really know how the UK system works. Yeah. But they first gave it a 12, but it meant that they had to cut out a lot of things. Um, They cut out parts of the scene where John is like beating up Zach Sullivan's dad, and they oh. cut out um, O'Hara hitting Mrs. Crisp with the bat more than once. They just show her hitting her one time, and then they cut oh. out like the rest of it, and they just cut out a lot of the violence. Yeah. And then See, when they, Ivan Reitman could have done it. Could have done it. And then when they re-released it, they put all those things back in and it got a 15 rating instead. Okay. So I don't know. Like you have to be 15 to watch means, it, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. And then also when they showed it on the BBC, when they showed it on BBC One, they the cut BBC. the scene where Crisp assaults Daryl and takes his toy from him. Oh. So there you just see Crisp leaving the toy store and then that's it. We never see Daryl again. So but I then he know. shows up at the pharmacy with the Yeah, package. I don't know how they explained that at all. I guess I just didn't. And then also, because this was filmed in 1990, yeah. Um, after his first day with the kindergartners, John Kimball says, they're terrible, they're horrible, they're like little terrorists. Yeah, that was so in then, the version I watched. Yeah. Yeah. So then any version that was released post 9-11, they take the line out about terrorists, which is like, whatever. Yeah. Terrorists existed before then, and they exist now, and also, that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird flex, but okay. What is a terrorist? Right. But yeah, so they, they took it out. Um, yeah. Which is like, okay. Sure. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, that's the movie. That's it. That's all. It's cute, and I like it, and I will probably watch it again, and maybe we should do some other Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies, like Twins. Yeah, I've never seen Twins, actually. And what's that one where he's a pregnant man? Um, Mr. Mom? Is that it? I don't know. No. That one seems... No, it has another name, but yeah. what's-her-face? Pamela Reed is in it. Oh, yeah. Again. Who... She plays a woman that eats all the time. And oh. I'm like, this might just be what she does. Oh, that's cute. I like it. I like her so much. I yeah, like that I love she's, her like, character. not afraid to be weird. She's not, like, dainty or anything. She's yeah. just like, I eat all the time. I love food. It's great. Yeah. I'm not weird about, like, being naked in front of people. Like, she's just cool and weird. And yeah, tough. and very confident in herself. And, yeah, yeah. She's got a cute little asymmetrical haircut. Mm-hmm. I just really like her. Yeah, me too. She's a great character. What is the name of that movie? I don't know. I just Junior saw it. Oh, okay. I think it's called Junior. Yeah, and yeah, she's in it too. So cute. Kind of want to watch that one. Yeah, just cause. In the meantime, I hope you liked this episode about Kindergarten Cop. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We love you very much. If you want to come talk to us, you can do so on Instagram or Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod, or you can email us at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to this episode and other episodes on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, lots of other podcast players. Mm-hmm. Just look for us. Yep. If you have the ability to like, review, subscribe, please do that. It helps us get more views. Yeah. We're still starting out, and we would appreciate it. And if you can't do that on any of those, just uh, tell a friend. Or also tell a friend. Yeah. 
that tell would how funny we are and how great we are and how good we are at watching movies <laughs> we're so good at watching movies i took fucking notes while i was watching a movie i think that means i'm good at it yeah no incredible i mean we are <laughs> it's the thing that we do really well hopefully we also talk about them really well but we sure as shit watch them good hell yeah had my eyes open the whole time <laughs> you can also go follow us on patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast where you can get more episodes about where we talk about how good we are watching movies other movies movies that don't necessarily fit into the kids movie scheme that we got going on like last month we did the mummy this month we're doing stand by me oh yeah which is dope stand by me so just movies that sort of came out in the same time but are not for kids or whatever just movies that we love and other like goofy little shit we'll shout out your name on the show we'll send you a sticker it's tight go check it out in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay and rewind even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.